check, check, check in the volume. What's up, everybody? Episode 110 is up, and you're listening to it right now. Oh, yes. It's, what day is it? It's the 12th, Sunday, January 12th, 2020. Having a good 2020 so far. We're 12 days in. We avoided World War III. Australia's still on fire. We got to save the koalas. What else? Not much. Just uh, probably did like the best comedy show ever in Amarillo, at least in my lifetime, uh, at Six Car Pub and Brewery. Yes, we did a show last night, and it was sold out. We had to turn people away at the door, which is sad, but also really cool, because that's never happened. And people were really excited about it, and they want us to come back, so that's also rare. It's very hard to get people out these days, and, um, you know, sometimes we do shows where eight people show up, and six of them are comedians' girlfriends or mothers, so it's so cool to see just a huge support of uh, for local comedy, and we were talking to the people who showed up, and they were really excited about it, they were really amped about it, they invited all their friends, they invited their family, and it's a shame we had to turn people down. But next time we will do it downstairs and have more room and we will let more people in and it will be even better. It was a great first time and I can't wait to go back. I'm still um, really hyped, still coming down from the high. That was one of the coolest things I've ever witnessed here locally. So thank you, Amarillo. Thank you very much. It's really awesome to be able to, you know, put a show together and see that type of support. It really, really keeps you going. You know, because like I said, most of the time it's it's five dudes and four of them don't care or, you know, that's <laughs> I've I've been at the absolute worst show ever and had to perform as if there were people in the room. And that's always that's always tough. So it's great to see that it just makes you want to keep going, makes you want to work harder. It's just motivation. And I love it. And, you know, I hope you find something that motivates you as well, whatever it is, um, crocheting, cooking, you know, um, sports, what else is out there, politics, whatever you're into, start a podcast, kick ass at it. Uh, if you love it, don't let anyone talk you out of it, even if it doesn't make money, even if it doesn't seem logical or, you know, something that's practical, something you can do long term, something's going to make money. Who cares if it wakes you up in the morning? If it lights a fire under you, then go for it. As long as it's not like, you know, murder, rape. As long as it's legal. Let's leave it at that. If you're a rapist listening to my podcast, uh, go ahead and turn this off. (laughs) No, but for real. um, Don't rape. That's That's the moral of the story. Anyway, I had on Giovanni Alvarez Jimenez. I'm bad with names. Did I pronounce that correctly? He'll let me know. He is a drummer. He's a very cool guy. We've connected on Facebook several times, and we just met today for the first time. Uh, we talked a lot about politics because we seem to agree on politics uh, quite a bit. I'm usually very sarcastic on Facebook because I don't take politics that serious. The president doesn't take politics seriously. Why should we? You know what I mean? Let's have a good time and you know watch watch it all go downhill. <laughs> I'm not gonna act like I have a extensive knowledge on a subject i'm just gonna laugh and if somebody wants to argue i'm gonna make fun of them that's my thing uh i guess it's a coping mechanism i don't care 
uh, enough, so I'm not going to do the research. So why would I argue with you when I know that neither one of us know what we're talking about? It's a circle on social media, and it's toxic, and we should all stay away from it. Um, that was that was the first half of the interview. The rest of the interview, we were talking about his life, uh, how he's been drumming for 14 years, how he toured across the country, and he's a really cool guy. Had a great time recording, and I will go ahead and start the thing. But first, got a quick reminder: January 30th, we will be at R&R Bar. Uh, we got an LA comic coming through. I don't have his name off the top of my head. Let me see if I can pull that up. Anyway, R&R, January 30th, that'll be in the back room. Um, I know I've invited people to R&R bar before, and they're like, there's no one in here. What are you talking about? There's a back room. If you go all the way to the other side of the building, you will see it. Uh, all right, so this name I might mispronounce, but the headliner is Jared Casabom out of Los Angeles. He's driving to Tower City Comedy Festival in Paris, Texas, which is random, I know, but... He's coming through Amarillo. He's going to put on a show. We're going to open up for him. It's going to be a great time. Uh, go ahead and like Yellow City Comedy. Go ahead and uh, follow me on Facebook if you're not. Matt Villegas. Uh, I have a comedy page. Follow me on Instagram. Wherever. Um, not Snapchat because I don't put anything on Snapchat. It's kind of a, a pointless app at this point. Anyway, January 30th. Y'all get ready for that. Uh, I'm going to have on Luke Hader next. And I will upload that podcast. Uh, I'm doing two today. So very exciting. Please enjoy this one. Uh, For the intro, we are not doing a song this time. I am playing a bit uh, from the very awesome Andrew Scholes. He is doing a joke about Stephen Hawking. Just to preface, this joke was put out uh, before the passing of Stephen Hawking. Rest in peace. But either way, it's still hilarious. I hope you enjoy it. This is Andrew Scholes. There are no successful atheists. Please enjoy the episode. I quit atheism. I fly too much for that shit. Uh, I don't, I really, it's easy to be on the ground and go, oh, there is no God. There's no God at all. The second that wheel comes off the fucking tarmac, I'm looking for a yarmulke, Jesus, Buddha, Allah. Maybe not Allah. Uh, he might have other intentions for this flight. I can't be fucked with Allah just yet. Allah got to build up his flight equity. can't be atheist just because there's no successful atheists. I looked this shit up. The most successful atheist is Stephen Hawking, right? Who is a brilliant astrophysicist, also looks like a puddle. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm gonna trust your opinion on the creator when you were created into a puddle, so. He doesn't care if he goes to hell. He's already melted. Nothing bad can happen. I get upset at him. Every time I hear him say that there is now God, it's like, shut up, Siri. I don't even fucking know who's talking right now. He's not the only one. There's this other guy named Christopher Hitchens. I don't know if you guys have heard of Christopher Hitchens. He wrote a book called God is Not Great, which they sell at the airport. Could do with that information what you want, okay? I saw a guy buying that shit at the airport. I went up to him, I was like, arrival or departure, homie? I need to know. I need to know if you're going to my city, so I gotta buy three Bibles to balance this whole shit out. 
anyway, so Christopher Hitchens, what he would do for a living, he would, he would go around the world giving speeches about how God doesn't exist. And then he died recently. And you want to know what he died from? Vocal cord cancer. That sounds a lot like God going, I'm sorry, who doesn't exist? I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. All right, you're listening to Clemente's Corner. This is episode, I don't know what episode it is, <laughs> but I'm here with Giovanni Alvarez Jimenez. Yes. All right, I said it correctly. That is correct. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. You know, just living the dream. All right, <laughs> that's fun. Tell the, tell the world about you. Tell all my listeners oh, who are familiar. Well, this is, I mean, so seeing as how this is the first time that we're actually meeting in person, which is really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I'll go ahead and fill you in on the bit as well. So I'm actually not a Texas native. San Bernardino. Uh, San Bernardino, California, man. Check the Facebook. Oh, man. that's Yeah, that's where... Well, I was born in Fontana, California, which was like, I don't know, everything's super close around there. Um, and then we were raised in Fontana for a little while, Redlands for a little while, and then boom, San Bernardino for about... Until we were about 16. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, that, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. He leaves for about two weeks, and then two weeks later, he comes back and he's like, well, start packing your shit. We're moving. Nice. <laughs> So good, good dairy jobs. <laughs> yeah, we moved to Hereford from San Bernardino. Nice. And it's like going from you know, population three hundred and sixty thousand to what was it like thirteen thousand yeah. at the time? It was super small. It's like maybe like eighteen right now. I think so. it is. Yeah, it's gotten a little bit bigger, but mm-hmm. not by much in the last like twelve years. And yeah, the majority of the people who live there are either working at like the in the stockyard or like in the plants mm-hmm. whatever uh, beef plants cavernous whatever they're called yeah it's like uh, i think Ca- yeah, cavernous is out there my dad actually works out there at cavernous he's nice. been out there for about 10 years now but other than that man just that's where it all started that's where i started mm-hmm. drumming uh been playing drums since i was 16 so going on 14 years now that's exciting uh, uh just picked it up one day and decided to just roll with it and i mean that Going from job to job, moved to lived in Canyon for a couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, and then after that, I moved here, and I've been living here ever since, man. It's not that really. It's been it's been a it's been a journey. I will That's say exciting. that. But I definitely do prefer Texas over California. I will say that. Definitely. When's the last time you went there? Uh, I was nineteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so. I, I had a like long distance relationship with this chick that I started dating out there mm-hmm. for like six months, and then I moved out here. Mm-hmm. So then every summer I would go back for like the three months, and then come back. Oh, and then finally, when I was nineteen, I just moved out there. Lasted three months, and then I was just like, "Nah, I can't do it." Yeah, I like Texas so much better. That's awesome. Good it's, to hear. It just, I don't. It just the people are better. the The place is better. Like mm. everyone's like, "Oh, but I want to go to the mountains." I was like, "I lived in the desert." Like, <laughs> I'm over it. Is San Bernardino like a desert? It's desert. Yeah. Oh, I've never it's been like, there. It's like in the mountains. It's in south. Like even like I don't know. I wouldn't even know if you would consider consider L A in the mm-hmm. a part of the desert, but I freaking would. Just because it's so hot all the time. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, well, it's 80, 85 it's, degrees. It's really plush compared to here. It is. <laughs> <clears throat> I will say that. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess I just, I like it wide open. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it, it changes your perspective whenever you're, like, waking up in the morning and, like, walking out your door and you look to your left and there's, like, a mountain range right there. As yeah. opposed to waking up in the morning, you look to your left and there's nothing. It's cool to see the mountains. I mean, I probably have a different perspective because I haven't lived in California. But I have family in Fresno. Mm-hmm. So I've been in like L.A., San Francisco. Are you are you from, from no here? my yeah I'm from here. My dad's from Fresno. So uh-huh. where are you where were you born though? I was born uh, B.S.A. Amarillo. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
There you go. So. Yeah, I had a 21 inch penis. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it shrunk though. So. Yeah, that's uh, usually how it goes. Man. Nothing to brag about anymore. Yeah. Nah, nah. Huge you can't. baby penis. <laughs> now it's just a regular size baby penis. Oh uh, no, so. yeah. So, hey, reg, hey, reg, hey. Whatever, whatever you got to do, whatever you got to use to get the job done. Whatever, man. If it works, it works. That's literally what I say. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Hopefully, it works forever. Oh man. So how long, I was gonna say. So uh, how long you been doing the comedy gig? been doing comedy uh it was two years in april so oh shit it'll be three years and three months that's mm. exciting there you go april 26 2017 so what got you into it i just wanted to do it like my whole life like i feel like i've said this a thousand times on the podcast hey well guess people what? always ask me hey but, well guess what man yeah. here's one more <laughs> i was just i was just um at a really young age i remember seeing comedians and just being like i want to do that mm-hmm. and then um just making people laugh has always been good for me like it's always given me like satisfaction you feel like you've gotten better at it oh yeah absolutely yeah. we did a show last night and it was killer dude i still haven't had a chance to go to one of the shows because it always feels like if there's a if there's a if there's like local comedy show it's during the weekdays when i don't yeah, go out because i usually. don't go out on the weekdays and then whenever it's on the weekend mm-hmm. i usually have stuff already planned because it's like i have like the way that i structure it, it's like you know sunday's my lazy day i don't ever do anything on sunday like my phone could not go off the entire day and i wouldn't care Unless I plan something, like today, obviously. Yeah. And then usually Friday, Saturday is whenever I have a chance to like either hang out with the guys or practice. Or sometimes mm-hmm. we'll, more often than not, we practice like on Tuesdays and Fridays. Sometimes whenever we get the chance. Nice. And then other than that, I mean, I work Monday through Friday. So mm-hmm. I don't ever plan on going out and doing anything or staying out late or anything like that yeah, during I the week. That. So it sucks. It feels like an excuse almost because mm-hmm. it's like I've been wanting to go. And I told uh, Skylar, I was like, dude, I need to catch one of these shows one of these days. But it always feels like something comes up and I hate that. Yeah. No, I definitely understand that. I always try to support like because I, I interview like a lot of like musicians and I'm always like, yeah, I'll be at the show. And then, you know, something so, comes up, something comes up or I just forget. Yeah. <laughs> that's one. I mean, that's one of those things where it sucks because, I mean, you don't want to be like like a you know rude you know it's it's a different thing being there and planning to be there and mm-hmm. then just being like hey well you know i'll try to make it out or yeah. i'll try to be there you know that's all you can do there's a lot going on in our lives mm-hmm. but i feel st- like we, i still wanted to go though yeah it'd be easier to show up to things if we didn't have computers in our pockets because mm-hmm. you know? it'd be like oh i plan to do this i have no other options i don't know what anyone else is doing so mm-hmm. i guess i'm just gonna go <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean yeah that's how it is and i haven't had internet in my house recently so it's just like one of those things where i'm just like okay well i've got internet on my phone mm-hmm. and i don't have anything else to distract me besides you know p- messing around on the xbox for a little while and then other than that i'm just like okay well what can i get into mm-hmm. on the weekends because i've gotten no- you know until i get my internet services back i've got nothing it's kind of it's kind of weird when you think about that. It's like you know if you don't have internet these days. Yeah, it's weird. Your entire like, the structure of your life just sort of it changes mm-hmm. just because of internet. It does. God, I'm not trying to get all like conspiracy theory or anything no, over but here, you. but it's like, it's crazy. You almost feel like you're not a part of the world. <laughs> I mean, it's it sounds you know I'm kind of you know, just saying it out loud and feeling it inside. Yeah. You're just like, wow. It's like. The only way that you're connected is through your phone. And then mm-hmm. other than that, I've got like my core group of friends that I play with online. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm now, it's, that, now it's just like they hit me up because we've got a like a Snapchat group going on. They're like, hey, where you at? Internet's still down. <laughs> I have to see. I have to sit there and watch them talk about the stuff that they're doing online. And I'm like, oh, well, that would be nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. No, it absolutely is. And it's 
it's crazy how it's like every generation from like five year olds to sixty five year olds are mm-hmm. just stuck on their phone. That's like the, it's oh, it's that, everyone. It is <laughs> that that kind of freaks me out a little bit just because of like the you know I'm seeing you know four or five year olds running around with like iPhones and stuff. Yeah, and it just makes you think like back in the day because you know I was born in the nineties mm-hmm. and. It's one of those things where it's just like, you know, whenever we got like a Game Boy or whatever mm-hmm. and we'd freak out about it and now the kids are like, man, this isn't the new iPhone mm-hmm. or the new yeah, exactly. whatever. And it's just like, oh, it's whatever. And it's also crazy because we have like the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. Literally every question. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Let me Google it real quick. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I've caught myself <laughs> that a few times too. It's like, dude, we've got technology. Why are we sitting here worrying about it? I do that an annoying amount of times. Where I'm just <laughs> like, let me, like back in the day, you didn't have to stress. You're just like, I don't know. Yeah. Not my fucking problem. <laughs> dude, for real. I mean, for real. Like, in these days, it's like, okay, it's going to bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, if, you, if somebody asks you something like, okay, like, who is this character in this movie that yeah. came out? When did this movie come out? That's, that's I think that's a bigger one. You have to look it up immediately. Like, I have no idea, man. <laughs> when did it come out? I don't know. Let me Google it real quick. <laughs> oh, I just did that with a video game, uh, like, two days ago. That's funny. Because I was talking to my roommate, and uh, I was telling him, I've had this game. I was, I've been playing a State of Decay 2, uh, and I told him, dude, I've had it since it came out. And it came out in, and I was sitting here thinking about it. I was like, wow, that's going to bother me. And then I Googled it. Okay, mm-hmm. May of 2018. So yeah. I've almost had it. You know, that, what is that, two two or three years? Mm-hmm. May this year, it's going to be two years. And I was like, I still haven't beat it. But I mean, the fact that I didn't know when I bought it, yeah. when it came out, I was just like, oh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like we're flooded with so much information. Mm-hmm. It's like time is even harder to track than before. Can't, yeah, <laughs> I, I can definitely agree with that. But, I mean, what's funny is that one of the things that I've been doing a lot these days or I find myself doing a lot and one of the reasons why I asked you, you know, to do all this stuff is because I've been, I've, I feel like I'm late in the game, but I finally started getting into podcasts. Like, nice. Everyone asks me, oh, what do you listen to? And I have to be a basic and be like, oh, listen to the Joe Rogan podcast because that's kind of where I started. Everybody listens to Rogan. (laughs) It doesn't matter what walk of life you're from. There's, you can find anybody listening to Rogan. It's crazy. There's, there's, I started listening to him and then, um, there's, uh, like I told you, I would listen to Ben Shapiro's. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few other ones that I can't think of right now that I'm sitting here trying to be like, oh, hey, look, I started listening yeah. to podcasts and now I can't even think of them. Everyone's trying to get me to listen to like the crime ones mm-hmm. and the murder mystery ones oh, and all that stuff. Oh, my girlfriend's super into those. It's, yeah. it's weird. She's just listening to some lady describe someone being chopped into little pieces. I'm just like, damn, can we just like go to bed happy? Like, <laughs> <I don't laughs> like, I'm going to go to bed <laughs> constantly looking out my window. <laughs> To see if like, oh, hey, on this episode of this podcast, we have, you know, so-and-so from Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. Got chopped into little pieces. People are learning how to get away with it. It's weird. It's scary. I haven't had a chance to listen to those She's yet. She's going to murder me. <laughs> the, there's a really good podcast I recommend to almost everyone. If you like uh, if you like comedy and you're into like uh, learning about serial killers, stuff like that, there's a last podcast on the left. I've heard of that one. It's three comedians and they do like impressions of the murderers and it's super funny. Huh. I laugh my ass off every time. I've heard. I mean, I've heard about it. I just never, like I said, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm barely getting into that stuff. Because they'll be like covering like Jeffrey Dahmer or whoever the serial killer is, and they'll just give him like a funny voice and just, just make it hilarious. Really? Yeah. And there's one. Uh, they did Joseph Mengele, and it was like brutal. About uh, he was a Nazi doctor. Mm. And they would talk about he he would like jump on women's stomachs and force them to have abortions and just the most insane shit you've ever heard in your life. 
and it was like so hard to listen to but then they'd always add like a little bit of comedic right humor to it uh, i'm gonna have to check it out now yeah it's hilarious my goodness those like guys it, those guys are killer i am I'm, I'm as far as that goes or as far as podcasts are concerned i'm like i tried to listen to a couple of years like i listened to uh which one did i listen to um i almost don't even know how to pronounce his name is it talon is that how you pronounce his name? Duncan? Talon Duncan? Talon. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know. Oh, you listen to him on my podcast? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I was, because um, I was like, okay, well, you know, it's like I got to walk the walk. So it's, I pulled up your podcast and mm-hmm. I started listening to a couple episodes. And I know him because I just recently asked him for some like dietary advice. Oh, that's what's up. Because he's helping me out with that. Because I'll get into that here in a minute. But because um, I know him through mutual friends he drums as well yeah he went to high school with me so i've known him for a long time oh really yeah, yeah no i just i just know him through he Facebook. makes great music yeah I've, I've actually i mean i've had a chance to listen to some of his beats and stuff mm-hmm. and it sounds good but it's nothing that i would ever use because yeah. you know i'm not a rapper um and he's really good on the drums too yeah oh. i didn't um see him like i graduated from high school and then i saw him like three years later we mm-hmm. just randomly saw each other and that he was buff as hell. Yeah, like, he just blew up at, at right after high school because he, he was he was never like scrawny, but he was never big. Right. And the next time I saw him, he was like hulked out. <laughs> yeah, I see his posts all the time. He's like, oh boy, he's like he lives in the gym. Yeah, he looks like a Viking. Yeah, but I mean, he looks he looks freaking good. But he does. That's one of the reasons why I you know I approached him and asked him for you know a little some help because I mean, old boy knows what he's talking about. Because mm-hmm. I mean, to this day that I asked him, you know, some how long ago was it? I want to say it was maybe like two or three weeks. This was recently. Nice. I mean, I've already lost like five pounds. That's what's up. I haven't even been to the gym yet. I've just been fixing my diet because to say that I had a diet before is mm-hmm. is to be really generous about it because it was I was literally eating out every single day. Have you been? Uh, did he recommend uh, counting calories? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I've been doing that, and uh, he actually put me on since you know since we're we're tall dudes. How tall are you? You're like what? Six four. Six four. Yeah, I'm six three. Uh, he recommended paleo, mm-hmm. which is. It's been really good to me. Can you drink beer on paleo? Uh, uh, I don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably not. But I mean, this—it's one of those things where I'm just like I'm trying to get because. So here's here's kind of my reasoning behind it. Right now, I'm just trying to clean up like the food that I eat because mm-hmm. I, I and I kid you not, and I don't feel ashamed to talk about it just because it was what it was. Like literally, probably breakfast. I, I would skip breakfast. Like there for the last couple of months, I wasn't eating breakfast at all. I still do that, and I would just be drinking, you know, just black coffee or water mm-hmm. or. Uh, they give us like Gatorade mix at work, and I just mix that with water. Is it? Uh, does it have sugar in it? No, it's like the non. Oh, like, that's what's up. It's like whatever the zero is. I get annoyed when they don't have sugar-free Gatorade. It's just like, do y'all do y'all want us to have diabetes? Like right, <laughs> straight up, because those things when they have sugar, those things have like forty-eight or fifty yeah, grams. Like it's a ridiculous amount of it's sugar. Insane. Like why would you put like what, trying to make it all ghetto or whatever? <laughs> but like I would skip breakfast, at lunch I I. Drive through someplace, probably Taco Bell or whatever, because I love Taco Bell even to this day. I, I had Taco Bell today. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I love that joint. Um, Chris Porter, I don't, you, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a comedian. Yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. He, he does that bit about Talks Taco about the Bell. Fourth meal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't think like that's that's the reason why that like, like oh Taco Bell is not food. It's it an- is ecstasy for your face, <laughs> yeah. dude. I love Chris Porter, but I would go out lunch, get something, and then on the way home, I'd pick something up, probably Water Burger or whatever was on mm-hmm. the way, and then boom. That would be like my meals, and that's exactly how it's been. So these days, I mean, on paleo, it's pretty – like all it is is just like meats and then green veggies and then whatever kinds of like stuff that you want to throw in between that's, yeah. that, that's sort of 
to it. I can't think of it off the top of my head because I've got like all this stuff written down on a little notepad it's or whatever like at home. Paleo. I looked it up recently because I was curious. It's uh, just uh, you're going back to like a hunter gatherer. Yep. Type diet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So That's all it is is like so it's like fish. Like as unprocessed of meat as you possibly can get, mm. which um, luckily my like my little brother and his and his girlfriend, um, their uh, his girl his girlfriend's dad works for and I can't remember what company it is, but he gets all sorts of meat and it's like straight from the straight from the place and he That's just dope. he just hands them like a freezer full of food. Is it uh, grass fed or do you pay attention to that? I don't. Okay. I I, I probably should, but yeah. There's there's like a little deal where it shows you like how the amount of processed to unprocessed or whatever and it gives mm-hmm. you like a percentage breakdown and it's like 90 10 or 50 50 or mm-hmm. whatever the case is but I've, I've found a lot of like there's like 90 10 as like unprocessed or just like processed or whatever they add on to mm-hmm. it so it's kind of pure beef or pure whatever like yeah. sirloin or chuck or whatever so i've been eating a lot of that and then a bunch of steaks just nice. like a bunch of stuff like that and then um I've actually started eating asparagus these days. I'm not a big asparagus, asparagus fan. Is great. I'm not a big. I'm, <laughs> I, it's it's good now because there's yeah. there's tons of recipes that you can. That I I looked up asparagus recipes, just like fifty pages of like different nice. stuff that you can that's do with up. asparagus. So that's nice. I was um, I did keto, which is pretty close to paleo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you do you track carbs on paleo? I haven't. No. Okay, so it's probably. Not. I tried doing. I mean, I, I I was gonna get into that, but then. Like I said, Talon, he, mm. he suggested paleo. Is bread still a part of the diet? I'm not eating any bread. Okay, so it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Because I was, uh, for the longest time, I would just eat um, like beef, spinach, mm-hmm. and chicken. And yeah. That was pretty much it. And I'd lost 30 pounds in like three months. And then um, Was this going to the gym with or without? Um, this was going to the gym, but I wasn't like doing it like – the way I'm doing it now, I kind of have an understanding of, you know, reps and sets and things like that. Mm. But before I was just going and just moving stuff. So I wasn't really doing like what you needed to do. Yeah. I wasn't working out in the most optimal way. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I was still burning calories. I was still going and building muscle and everything. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was with the gym. And then I kind of go in and out of it now, like ever since Thanksgiving, I've just been eating whatever. Well, I mean, it's holiday season. (laughs) It feels like you got to have some discipline to Mm -hmm. get through like holidays and for sure. And I've not get crazy. I worked out, um, a lot still. And, and I think some of it's muscle, but there's some fat too. So I'm about (laughs) to, I'm about to start going, cutting carbs again just to see what happens. Yeah. Like that's, that's one of the reasons like, oh, well, biggest reason why I just go and sort of back to it's because my, like my, my sort of, understanding of it it's it's two reasons one health wise obviously because old boys getting a little chunky i mean mm-hmm. i'm six four but i'm like two right now i'm at 290 which would be it would be fine if it was a healthy 290 but it's yeah. not at all um and then second is because like my mom's side of the family has had like they've got diabetes problems oh yeah like bad. Too. mom and dad so that's pretty scary so that <laughs> one of the reasons why and some people you know some people come at you with their you know their google and facebook knowledge and be like oh well it skips a generation i'm like yeah but genetics finds a way like mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much research on it you do i mean it, it might get you it might not you know there's only you know mother nature doesn't play around yeah not at she, all and she doesn't care if you have a you know degree from google or not <laughs> so that's kind of one of the biggest reasons why because i've actually had a uh, a scare recently. Oh, I say recently. It's probably been like uh, two or three months, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more. 
where I had to go to the doctor and they suggested, hey, well, you know, all these symptoms that you're having, have you ever gotten checked for diabetes? Like, does your family have a history? And I was like, well, yeah, my mom has diabetes in my mom's side. So they tested me and it came back negative, thank God. But it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I don't want to chance it. Yeah. So, I mean, even like these days, for example, um, for the last week and a half, I've been trying to do that whole drink a gallon of water a day thing. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, I mean, for the last two weeks, I want to say maybe four or five of those days, I've actually drank a full gallon Mm -hmm. in a day. But, I mean, that's even a big improvement from the last couple of months. Like, I'd probably drink a gallon of water in like a month or something. Like, I would never drink water. Mm -hmm. It would just be like sodas or beer. Or Jameson and ginger ale, because Jameson and ginger ale is delicious. It is delicious. The only thing I really drink is is water and beer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's what I need to. Be, that's what I need to be doing. I feel. Yeah. I feel like. But, but I've I've been drinking a lot more water, and that's one thing that Talent suggested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these days, I'm actually making stuff at home. Mm-hmm. Like probably tonight, I'm. Uh, I've already got it planned where I'm probably going to make like stuffed bell peppers mm-hmm. or something. Which that's, that's awesome. it's super easy to make, and too. it feels so much better, right? It's, yeah, it does. Just going to I will say McDonald's. this. Yeah, for the last like every because um, for example, recently I went to uh, where was it? I went to Waterburger just because Buffalo Chicken Strip Sandwich is out, and mm-hmm. I freaking love the Buffalo Ranch Chicken Strip Sandwich. And I ate it, and I felt like dick after I ate it. Yeah, that's that also sucks. Is when you're when you're on a strict diet and then you cheat and you're like, oh my god, and you just feel like crap. <laughs> but I ha- but I hadn't experienced that until recently. Recently. Yeah. Like recently I was just like, okay, I was just eating it every day. So it was like, I would mm. feel like crap, but I guess I was just so used to it to the point where I'd be like, okay, cool. Dude, I can't eat uh Asian food anymore. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's the sugar or what, but it huh. like, like any, like, I just get really bloated. Like of the last two or three times I've eaten Asian food, I just feel like complete, where'd you go? Complete garbage. Not that it matters, but, um, chop, chop. Oh, that might have something to do with it. I'm not a potato, <laughs> dude. I, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't care if anybody from there is listening. I hate chop, chop. Never no, liked I feel it. it. Some of my friends, they're like, "Oh, Chop Chop, it's the best place." I'm like, no, there's definitely. I wouldn't put it in like the top five. I wouldn't either. Or ten. I, can, I, can, <laughs> I, can, I mean, hey, I, I, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong at all. Yeah. Um, I like, I'm probably like, the place that I go to the most is like Thai Palace. It's like right down there on Western, mm-hmm. next to that Ace. I go there a lot just because it's close. Uh, don't go to Panda anymore. Ever since I got food poisoning from there, that yeah. happened. That happened recently. I don't trust Panda. I don't now. <laughs> any any chain restaurant. It used to be fine, but except then, for PF Chang's is cool. But I haven't been there in so long. I don't know. Fast food Asian just seems right. weird. But yeah, to sort of <laughs> to sort of like supplement all that. But yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing these days. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like, for example, like today, having this doesn't it doesn't feel like it affects me as much as it, it would. I want to say maybe like a month ago mm-hmm. or whenever I, I talked to Talon and he told me yeah, all that, you know, he gave me all that information because realistically, like I want to start obviously hitting the gym again with passion this time. Cause I, you know, I've been to the gym twice or three times. Like, yeah. I had a stint, mm-hmm. but then after like three, four months, I would just give up. Yeah. It's easy to fall off. But I mean, back, even back then I wasn't eating like I, like I should have been. Mm-hmm. But these days, like I'm like, okay, well then let me try this because I'm about to hit 30. Let me fix my freaking diet first, then hit the gym. Yeah, go get it. So probably for the next few months, I mean, I'm just gonna try to mm-hmm. get cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. That's Cause, awesome. Because I mean, right now I'm, I've obviously you know gone out a few times and I've you know I'm not gonna lie about it. I've, I've gone and you know gotten Whataburger once or twice. You know Taco Bell a few. Yeah. I just had Taco Bell last night. Um, but in between all that, you know, I've actually 
been able to sit at home and make, you know, mm. food and it fe- you know feels a little bit better and then drink the water, you know, drink the gallon the yeah. day. And that that oh man, that is it's weird like drinking a gallon of water feels mm. like an accomplishment, you know what I mean? Like that's sad. <laughs> No, it really is. That's freaking sad, but It's hard to drink a gallon of water. Yeah, but I mean especially with how many times you have to pee. <laughs> Dude, for real. Like yeah. I feel like I'm pretty sure at work they think that I'm just like in the bathroom messing around, but yeah. I'm just like no, dude, it was like like by the end of the day, it's like you know you're 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 peeing pretty much water, and I'm like okay, mm-hmm. well you know that's 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 kind of the target market, but yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do, and I, probably here within the next month or so, like you know I want to actually like get back into the gym, you know, nice. and get get back into it, but steps, baby that's steps, awesome. and yeah. I think the hardest thing, like I think to me, going to the gym is easy, mm-hmm. just like you know, just getting up and going. Or going there, but mm-hmm. the, the hardest thing for me is always going to be the diet. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. That's the, I think that's the thing that like makes or breaks you. And the diet's the biggest part. Yeah, and it's it's super hard. So I figure I need to. Every time I've always wanted to go to the gym first and then work on the diet, mm-hmm. but I'm like, no, I'm going to work on the diet this time, then hit the gym. Yeah, I feel that. I've been eating disgustingly <laughs> lately, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I've still I haven't stopped working out. So I think it's I'm still able to like maintain muscle mm-hmm. and put a little on there you go so it's good it's good right now and i don't i don't hate the way i look i think i'm probably in the best shape i've ever been in mm-hmm. um muscle wise i just need to lose a little bit of belly yeah that's i think that's always going to be the issue yeah that's the hardest place to lose fat at least for me anyway that's always been my problem yeah i think i've already lost because I've, I've lost all dreams of having a six pack <laughs> maybe like i mean if i if i can stick to like the medium the medium small dad bod or whatever yeah. like i'll be happy with that right now i'm mm-hmm. like i'm like large extra large right now <laughs> if i can drop down into the medium range i'll be all right yeah i mean just being healthy is, yeah that's the goal that's i just th- want to be able to like you know still still jog when i'm 80 if right. i even make it that far yeah World War Three. If Iran doesn't blow us up, oh man, oh jeez, <laughs> oh, man, oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it's going on right now, man. You picked a good time to start working out. If they don't shoot down their own plane at us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, that whole thing was just ridiculous. Yeah, but I will say, just going into that just a little bit because I don't, I don't mind talking about it. it, it those things have an underground bunker or whatever. Yeah, with one country that has. Less than half a million soldiers. Yeah, yeah. we're going into World War Three. <laughs> and I'm just, and I'm just like, I read through the comment section, and somewhere in the comment section, you'll see. Well, I don't really follow politics, but I'm like, oh, okay. So where are you getting your information yeah. from? You know, it's like, oh, okay. Let me check www.facebook.com/home. Yeah. That's where you're going, dude. That's ninety percent of Twitter. It's just people being loud about things they don't understand. Oh man, <laughs> I'm, like, do you know what's funny is that I've had a Twitter for a while, and then I stopped using it. It sucks you in. Oh my goodness, man. terrible! I have been, I think I've been using Twitter a lot more than I've been using Facebook. Like I go through stints mm-hmm. where I'll just be like, I don't even want to use Twitter. It blows my mind how like how many people don't know anything, but they're very outspoken about how it's, it's the <laughs> about people. Everything. That, oh man, and it sucks. And I'm not gonna call any of my friends out because I saw a bunch of my friends posting about it, and I'm not gonna name names, but. A bunch of my friends posted about it. They're like, oh, great. You know, here we go. Freaking Trump. Meh, meh, meh. And then somewhere in the comments, and I would go through the whole thread, and then mm-hmm. they'd be like, well, I don't really follow politics, but. And then mm-hmm. whatever their reasoning for them not knowing whenever someone actually, like, be like, okay, well, you do know that. And then they would state a fact of what's going on. Yeah. They'd be like, well, I guess I should read up on it. Or. Yeah. I'm like, <sighs> like, it's. It feels like these days a lot of people, they post 
they just post based off of the headline. Absolutely. They don't even read the article. No, they don't. <laughs> like uh, you know, uh, do you know the 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 site Babylon B? Mm-hmm. Like that that satire site. It's kind of like the Onion. Yeah, and CNN criticize them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. I'm like, dude, you guys are criticizing a satire site. And they've they've made like four or five posts talking shit to CNN. I thought it was hilarious. But I, 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 a couple of friends that I saw, they posted. Um, they re, they re, like they just shared mm-hmm. an article from Babylon B. And it was just like them, like, what was, the, well, I can't even remember the headline for the life of me, but it was obviously satirical. Yeah, some of their stuff is so funny. And they were like, oh my God, look at what Trump's doing. I think it was like an anti-Trump thing, but uh-huh. then you read the article and then yeah. it was like, you know what it was. And I was just like, you guys know that this is Babylon B, right? And they're like, what's that? <laughs> oh. It's like everyone was sharing uh, Ayatollah, I think that's his name, the guy who was like, when we say death to America, we mean death to the Trump administration. Right, right. And that was from like 2017. And everyone's like, oh, okay, we're safe. <laughs> like, you guys are, this is before anything even popped off, right, you idiots. Right. <laughs> and, then, and just to, pre- just to like preface all this stuff, I'm not a Trump. I'm not a pro-Trump guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where I'm just like, uh, what, what would you call me? I guess a moderate I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like that's that's this that's as far as I get with that. Like mm-hmm. I just I follow the news. I follow what's going on. I listen to the thing that I like that I do differently is that I listen to both. Like I I'll mm-hmm. watch. Everyone's like, oh, don't ever watch Fox News because it's propaganda, or don't ever watch MSNBC or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, or CNN. I'm like, no, you should, because that way you'll get both perspectives, mm-hmm. and then you can see which one you agree with. But a lot of people, I mean, whenever they get stuck in their own ways of okay, I'm only going to listen to this, or I'm only going to listen to that. And yeah, and that's crazy. Like, that's how people get stuck in their heads about it. It's and, insane. And with me, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in that same camp because I want to agree with everybody that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that Trump's not that great of a guy. But at the same time, he's doing a lot of good shit. Like, I'm yeah. doing really good this year. You got to be you got to be honest with it. And yeah. Just be like, oh, well, that that thing sucked. But this other thing <laughs> was really good. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't think like I mean, I haven't I haven't done nearly like just me personally. Obviously, I can't speak for the, you know, for the rest of everybody else. But this year, man, I've been doing really good financially, partly because of, you know, some financial decisions that I've decided to take upon mm-hmm. myself. But I mean, even still, like, I don't know. It, I don't know what it is. Like, I actually have a savings account, which is weird because I haven't had one in forever. I've got, I've got a saving. I got two savings accounts, but uh uh-huh. Lost a job recently, so <laughs> those are about empty. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like I kind of have one these days. You know, I just got, I was just able to get a new car. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. I, say, I say new, it's a 2017, but yeah. yeah, I mean, for example, like my old one I got when it was a 2010, I got it almost six years ago mm-hmm. and I started off with like 71,000 miles, ended with 109, I want to say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 2010 Nissan Maxima, I loved it. But stupid people kept hitting my car. That's a oh, whole, that's, that's a whole story. And then this guy here, not even to brag about it, but it's like you know, 2017. It started off with 37,000 miles, and I'm mm-hmm. paying 30 bucks less a month for my, you know, than I was paying for my old car. Nice with a better interest rate. That's what's up. And it's just like one of those things. Man, it's like, man, you know, partly it had to do with a lot of financial decisions for me. But I mean, you got to you got to give some props to how the economy is doing these yeah. days because it feels like I wouldn't have been able to pull any of this shit off had it not been for all the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is like the best time to be alive. I mean, you can probably say that at any point because right. it's always better than it used to be. Yeah, but. No, it's the economy's doing great. Like this is a good time to be an American. Yeah. Everyone's like down and like, oh, it's, 
everyone's but just there's ma- racism everyone's like, yeah, just there's yeah. always gonna be racism dude dude for like everyone's just mad at trump dude yeah. like and again speaking as a non-trump guy mm-hmm. like i'm not pro-trump i didn't vote for the guy but it's just like man everyone's making them just sound really really bad and then i look at what's happening and i'm like do you guys is anyone following the fucking news like yeah. that ukraine thing is weird because it was he was like looking into joe biden who like hired his son? It's like there's there's a deeper story to that. Yeah, but everyone's getting stuck before we go deeper into it. But see, the thing with me, and it's like that's what I see on Facebook. It's yeah. like everyone everyone sees a headline and they stick to the headline, mm-hmm. and that's how you know who's yeah. not really following anything. That's exactly how you know right there. Because mm-hmm. I've got I've seen I see it every day. Yeah, and I always want to post something about it, but you know I'm not going to change these people's it's minds. Just, it's all sensationalism because it started out as oh he's he was bribe it was bribery, and then they were like oh well it was quid pro quo. And then I don't know what they finally landed on, oh. but it was not a criminal conviction. Right. And it's still not in the Senate as far as I know. It's so. not. It's <laughs> like, not. That, that's one thing that I am following because, oh, man, the second that Trump got impeached, everyone was like, yeah. I bet 90% of them didn't even know what he's impeached for. Yeah. They were just like, oh, okay, cool. He, so he, he's gone. <laughs> he's out of there. And it's like the, the, the uh, that that thing just blows. It just the whole the whole situation is just it's ridiculous to me. Yeah, it's com- it's a complete shit show it is and a lot of and a lot of people think they're in the right like a lot of my friends and stuff like that and a lot of people that i see on my facebook mm-hmm. and they're just so anti-trump and it's like why it's like, oh because he's a bad person why because of all this that he said yeah. oh like the stuff that's been debunked already mm-hmm. or some of the stuff not all of it obviously yeah you know not trying to defend the guy but at the same time i'm just like <sighs> it's like if somebody says oh well this matt guy's an asshole why yeah. because he's not funny i'm like okay I'm, I'm gonna go check out his comedy. <laughs> it's like, no, don't check out his comedy. It's crap, because everyone says that it's crap. Mm-hmm. And it, there was a post on Facebook that they went to go see his comedy and it was crap. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, so is he a bad person because he sucks, or what's the deal? It's, I mean, it's the same. It's basically the same base. It's the yeah. same principle. It's just like it's like he said, she said, and then everyone needs to listen to that, and then that's yeah. it. Like that's all it is. That is that is the thing too. Um, when people try to insult me, that's the thing they go for. Like your comedy like, sucks. Don't quit your day job. It's like you've never seen me perform before. So. I haven't. I, to say that too, I haven't either. Like that's exactly why I said at the beginning of this whole thing. That's why I want. Yeah. I want to freaking go. But it's like I'm two years in. Like I'm probably not going to be as good as I will be in five years. So right. I mean, it's not really going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I was thinking, I feel like you're at the age like that. You're you're like at the perfect age to like to sort of build up and start i feel because it feels whenever you listen to like all the comedians that joe rogan has on his podcast Mm -hmm. like they started off young they started off crappy you know none of them they you know everyone obviously isn't going to be good the first time around it's very rare to be good starting out right unless you're black (laughs) they just have a knack for it yeah man you gotta (laughs) laugh because like why aren't you guys laughing because we're (laughs) <laughs> or what's what's this joke that Neil Brennan said? It's like if I was black, I'd make fun of everybody. He's like, you get pulled over by a cop. It's like, you know why I pulled you over to apologize for slavery? <laughs> or it's like if you was a waiter, it's like all right, and he was black. He's like, all right, here's your tip, and don't forget slavery. <laughs> oh, Neil Brennan's awesome. I've, I've, I've I like ever since I found out about him, I didn't know that he was one of the guys that helped Dave Chappelle, or yeah. that he was like his uh, producer, or yeah, he was director. A, he or was a big time writer on the Chappelle Show, mm-hmm. and a. From what I don't know if it's true, but someone was talking about Chappelle and like how his he used to Neil Brennan and him used to write his specials together, his stand up specials, and they were like he's gotten a lot darker because Neil Brennan doesn't help him write anymore. 
Uh-huh. And I guess that makes sense. Well, I mean, recently, yeah. did you see Sticks and Stones? Yeah. It was it was fantastic. It was amazing. It was great. And then, <laughs> and then here come all the, it was transphobic and yeah. it was racist and it was blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so now a famous black guy is getting called racist because yeah. he's making racist jokes. So and and like, alt-right, yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Catering to the alt-right. Oh, my goodness. And it, it sucks how it all feeds back to that. Like, I'm yeah. so tired of fucking people talking about racism they did the same thing to louis did you see yeah. the, his leaked um footage where he's, he was making fun of the kids uh was it parkdale i don't know in florida that, right that that mass shooting mm-hmm. and he's like why should i listen to you <laughs> you're a 17 year old and he was like he was talking shit about the kids and then everyone's like oh i guess he's going for his alt-right audience now i guess he's <laughs> oh, guess he's catering to the white supremacist now because that's all he can do that's all you that, dude you know i was just i don't know if you've uh speaking of that i've been called the white supremacist before me too have you ever yeah. and i've got screenshots and everything because i thought it was funny one of these days i'm gonna put it on a shirt mm-hmm. i swear i'm gonna but yeah like it was whenever the parkland oh, no the parkland thing whenever uh what's his face uh oh my goodness i just post i just read i just posted about it the guy that uh was standing in, and he got sued by oh yeah the covington kids the I, don't, covington, I don't know his name yeah I don't, oh my god I, I just shared an article and mm-hmm. he won the lawsuit yeah and he's oh boy's oprah rich now which good for him yeah great for him but um this was after all the tapes came out, you know, yeah. so it showed that, you know, they were antagonizing the guy, but it yeah. turns out that the guy went up to them, blah, blah, blah. And celebrities doxed a 14-year-old. Right. <laughs> but that came out a couple of weeks later or a week later or something yeah. like that, something really close. And I saw one of my friends post about it. And then I was just like, well, did you see the two-hour footage where he was the one? Like, it was, yeah. they flipped the script pretty much. And then some some idiot uh jumps on my on my comment and it's like oh so now you're defending white supremacists i was like no i'm defending innocent kids that <laughs> people don't do- care about the truth yeah and, the, and what did he say he was like oh well you're you're just uh you're just uh what did he call me you're, you're just a brown white supremacist or something like that or something <laughs> i don't know something to that effect that's I don't beautiful know. i was like dude you're the type of person that makes me want to vote for trump it was a white guy huh it was a white guy <laughs> it absolutely was it was it's a, always white guys <laughs> uh it was a what the hell was his name i'm gonna uh, dude i'm gonna say his name right now i think it was like patrick something oh that's hilarious uh was it patrick uh, i'm looking uh, dude i'm looking his name up because i'm saying it right now and i don't care and i'm calling I'm, no like i'm doing it it's gonna happen yeah, Patrick Kagan. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I hope you listen to this one day. You're a brown white supremacist. Patrick Kagan, you are a fucking pussy. <laughs> Eat it. And yes, I am a white supremacist. What's up, boy? <laughs> I'm kidding. But no. That's hilarious. But no, I'm not kidding about it. No, fuck that guy. But yeah, he jumped on the comment section and just started calling me a white supremacist uh-huh. for defending some innocent kids that just so happen to be white. I'm like, oh, you got self-loathing white people yeah. are, my, are the... Ooh. And it's, it was only because he was wearing a MAGA hat mm-hmm. was the only reason he was a target. Yep. And like, oh, well, you're if you wear that, then you're enabling a racist. You're pretty much wearing a KKK da, 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 da. Like, Again, and it sucks that I have to preface it with this, but I'm not a Trump guy. <laughs> I'm not a Trump guy. Yeah. And But it's like everyone, it's like, I'm, I kind of want to just tell these people, it's like, man, you guys really suck at bringing people into your cause. Because yeah. it's like, you're not converting me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, uh, what was, I just got into a conversation recently with somebody that was talking about veganism. Like, who was it? It was just like this big long thread about, you know, the animals dying in Australia, which sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing that happened with Australia burning down and all the animals dying yeah, and shit. bears are dumb. And then some, yeah, it's like, okay, we need to run away from these fires. What do we do? <laughs> Climb the eucalyptus trees that are covered in oil and they explode. And that sucks. 
But it's like one of those things where they were like, okay, well, you know, however many billions of animals died. And then mm-hmm. somebody posted, if you're not a vegan and if you eat meat, then you have no right to say that you feel bad for these animals yeah, because you eat meat. Dumbest shit ever. Ag- agreed. <laughs> and literally, the it was like a 1,000 or 1,500 comments of just people just calling her on her bullshit. And then mm-hmm. the randoms that would be on there is like, oh, my God, you're so right. Preach. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not a vegan or whatever. I'm like, okay. So let me get this straight. Every vegan on that post, besides one or two that were like, oh, my God, you guys are making vegans look mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. They were like, if you if you eat meat, you're a fucking bigot and an asshole and you're homophobic somehow. <laughs> and you're enabling white supremacy. <laughs> yeah, and you're ableist and you're all this, all these ists and isms and all this bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is how you want me to become a vegan? Yeah. Like, why don't you tell me the benefits or the pros and cons? Or why don't you explain why yeah. you became a vegan and why it affects your life? How it could affect mine? How it would benefit me? But instead, it's your... F- are you a vegan? No, well, you're a fucking asshole. Your be- diet shouldn't be a religion. Yeah, like, but that's that's <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's on. It's that, who who was it? They were like, okay, well, so basically, veganism is a religion. It's like, no, it's like, yeah. it's like it's like an extremist ideology. I think is the yeah. way that they said it. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, like I I would probably try it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything stopping me from. Like, I've tried it. I don't think it's good for my body type. Right, and it, th- see, that's that's one of those things where it's just like, okay, well, you can try it and be like, okay, well, it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But it's there was there were some people on there that are like okay well they had some kind of genetic disorder or yeah. they um what was it this one chick that she got like five hundred and some odd likes and she was like, um I was vegan but then I guess her bone density like failed and then mm-hmm. she started to have liver failure yeah. or some, organ failure there's something. vitamins you you have to get from from animal right. protein and it didn't work for her at all and then she started she's she went back to just having like a regular diet with meat involved mm-hmm. and then blah 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 and then like two months later she was like in perfect health. Mm-hmm. She just she had just reintroduced meat into the diet, and then the first comment was the chick that posted the comments like, "Well, you're a fucking bigot." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, so she's explaining that she almost died because she was vegan." You should have died for the for the cause. Right. Yeah, you should, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. If had it not been for you, then there would have been less CO two in the in the uh, in the ozone or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I I totally get being against factory farming for sure, but like. Like, going to that extreme is yeah. insane. It's like people telling you that, like people telling you pretty much that you're a bad person because you don't do mm-hmm. this, and then you explain to them why they can't, or that you torture animals somehow. Right? <laughs> it's like you're the one doing it. Like no, you. Like not not the not the companies that you buy the the meat from. It's mm-hmm. you personally. Like you right now sitting here in that chair, you're doing yeah. it. It's like that's how they make it seem. Mm-hmm. But it's like I've yet to have like I've had a couple people that I know like and what sucks is that they don't do it until after I say hey well it would be nice if somebody would explain it to me then they like be like okay well you know this is what you do this is what you can eat this is what mm-hmm. you can try I'm like so it took me saying hey quit calling me an asshole I'm on your side yeah. <laughs> to be like oh okay well let me explain it to you now yeah oh, it's militant a, vegans it's the same thing it's and it sucks extremists on any side of anything I hate like, yeah. Like extremist vegans, extremist atheists, ec- extremist Christians. I hate. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm totally. You know, I'm I'm all about Christianity, but I hate Westboro. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything that they do helps. You know, faith or religion in any way. And, yeah, uh, what's what's the what's the local one that's around here? Repent Amarillo or whatever. Yeah, that's what it's called. They they have absolutely no business talking about God the way they do mm-hmm. because all it does is just it's the same thing. Like they're they're pretty much they're pretty much vegans in yeah, my eyes. Definitely. They're, or like extremist vegans, they're just like, okay, well, you don't believe in God, well, you're going to hell. Yeah, it's like, dang, it's like nobody, you know, who made you the moral arbiter of superiority? Like, I don't get it. I was following a, a carnivore diet 
for like a couple months because I saw that Sean Baker guy on uh, Joe Rogan, uh-huh. and I joined this Facebook group, and they were all they were all vegans. They were just pro meat vegans, so they were all like that same militant style. Oh, well, we're better than everyone else because we only eat meat, and it's, it just became a whole thing. This is there's there's, there's people <laughs> there's people on every side. It you start believing that you're superior to everyone else, and that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah, like it, it would be like, again, and same thing with them too. Like, what's funny is that it like to, in order for me to change my diet, you know, I went to Talon and I said, "Hey, dude, I'm having some health issues. Help me out." Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where it was just like, "Okay, here's what you do: you do both." I mean, paleo, it feels like it's both. You just eat a bunch of veggies and you eat a bunch of meat at the same time. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's both good for you. And it's, like I said, I've the last week or so, like I felt better than I have in mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. I, mean, I I've, This weekend was, I think, is, I feel like it's a testament because, I mean, I've actually been able to sleep in, which is nice. Mm-hmm. On the weekends, I don't sleep in at all. I'm usually up by like 6.30 or 7. Some of it has to do with the fact that my dog wakes yeah, me up and, puppy. And, I, and he has to go outside, which thank God he's house trained. There's been a few accidents, but he's four months old. He's a puppy. Yeah. But other than that, man, it just feels like I'm actually getting good sleep mm-hmm. these days. Nice. Even with all the bullshit that's going on with politics and the world and blah, blah, blah. It's like, and I still, and again, the only reason why I'm so into it, you catch me five years ago and I wouldn't have given mm-hmm. a single fuck about what's going on these days. Trump's made politics exciting. Yes. <laughs> that's that's uh, one positive. Hasn't made him good. <laughs> Hasn't made them bad. There's people that say that it's good. There's people that say it bad. There's people. I, I'm in the. It's exciting. Yeah. Because it's like it's entertaining. On one side, it's like you know, it's him saying "f you" to the yeah. establishment, mm-hmm. and on the other side of the coin, it's like you know, he's he's kind of the establishment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird how that works. Yeah. But I like as as someone in the middle because I mean I don't I th- I think I lean more right than I do left because mm-hmm. you know luckily I've actually had the chance because you know I've got you know I've got friends that disagree with me in politics on absolutely everything that I say or that I yeah. think or whatever but I'm same. still friends with them. Mm-hmm. Same thing you know same thing in like really I mean you know, I've got tons of atheist friends like you know yeah. my, like you know even my brother who my older brother who I love with absolutely everything that I have in me mm-hmm. you know I think he's like agnostic or whatever. Yeah. Every time you know it comes to Thanksgiving and I'm the one that suggests you know we should pray. Before we eat, he's always like, Ugh. you know, you can always hear that audible, Ugh. Yeah. but you know, I still love him. But even, even atheists and agnostics acknowledge for the most part, mm-hmm. um, you know, like manifesting positive thoughts. Right. You they, know? They, they don't say, they don't say thoughts and prayers. They say good vibes or, yeah. or whatever. Vibrations, but it's all the same it's thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's literally the same thing. It's like, that's one thing. Oh, drives me up the wall. No, your thoughts and prayers don't mean anything. I'm like, what are you doing besides disagreeing with me? <laughs> like, did you already donate? Like, did you already say, you know, well wishes or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it is that you say? Yeah. You haven't? You've just jumped on my status and decided to jump down my throat? Uh, you're kind of more of an asshole than I am. Because at least I'm trying. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I think one recently, it's like, you know, I said, you know, obviously, you know, thoughts and prayers for Australia. Mm-hmm. And then I, I jumped into a post where people were like, well, your thoughts and prayers aren't doing shit. I'm like, okay, well, I also donated 50 bucks. How much have you donated? <laughs> uh, like, yeah. 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 yeah that's my funny. thoughts and prayers and my 50 bucks are doing more than you being an asshole on Facebook. Yeah. They do that. They do that shit when like a like if there's a mass shooting, a school gets shot up or something. Like, oh, I guess thoughts and prayers didn't work. <sighs> it's like, do you have to be a dick right now? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, like at least like for example, like you know Anthony Jesselnik. Whenever he does yeah. that, I mean, at least he tries to be funny about it. Yeah. Like his like um, I actually took my brother to go see Anthony Jesselnik in Dallas a couple nice. of years Was ago. It awesome. Oh my goodness! It was before his. Uh, have you seen the new one, The Fire yeah. in the Maternity Ward or yeah. whatever? That was that was whenever he was getting ready for that. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of jokes that were in Fire in the Maternity Ward, we actually got to hear before the special came That's out. That's awesome. Um, 
And it's it's funny how that worked. I was like, wow, he did all these jokes, but then you listen to Joe Rogan and it's like, okay, well, now I understand why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, I mean, we were standing in the back of the room, but it was super funny. Oh my That's goodness. Awesome. It, was, it was nice to see him live. Yeah, it's so much better live too because mm-hmm. you get to feel the vibes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, it sounds funny to say, but yeah, it's totally true. You can't, you can't feel it over your TV. No, like you're just sitting in a room by yourself laughing yeah. as opposed to you're sitting into a, in a room with a, a ton of people that yeah. are like that have the same sense of humor and that you do. a ton of energy. Yeah, that's, I love that. That's insane. But I went to go see him, but but to, to, to finish my point, I mean, at least when he goes, he jumps online and starts, you know, saying, you know, jump in whatever, like his thoughts and prayers or whatever, mm-hmm. at least he tries to be funny about it. Yeah. Some people are online just be a dick. She's like, oh, no, I'm more superior than you because I don't say thoughts and prayers. Listen yeah. to me. Listen to me. That makes you cool. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool, man. Oh, man. But I'm so glad I can talk to you about this stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Because I'm telling you, first day, it's like, and it's like, I don't know. It feels like we agree on a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed that on Facebook. To Which is nice. Like, we're not like... Even if we were at odds, man, I don't care. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I've got plenty of friends that think like I'm an idiot for thinking the way that but I do. It's just being able to see things from more than one perspective. And a lot of people don't do that and these not days. And just, not just join a team. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever this team says, I'm with them regardless. And right. That's, that's what happens when you're like a registered Democrat or Republican. Right. I think that's gross. Yeah. Because it's like you don't know or like hardcore Trump supporters like – you don't know what he's going to say tomorrow, right. but you've already pledged your loyalty to him forever. And it's the same thing with anti. Is, well, it's the same thing as anti-Trump guys. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, well, fuck him and anything that he does and anything that he says. And if you mm-hmm. support him, you're a racist. Yep. Like, okay, so so in your <laughs> eyes, it doesn't matter if I do something good. Mm-hmm. Something good like came from a racist yeah. or a bigot or whatever. And they're going to find a way to spin it. So like when he uh, went when Kim Kardashian went to meet with him and helped him with like. Help someone get uh, acquitted or out of prison. Didn't she do a little bit of lawyering or whatever it was? I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember the story, but she got um, she helped get someone off. Trump was able to pardon that person. Right, right. And then okay. um, yeah. the next day, CNN like had her on. They're like, uh, so why would you agree to meet with Trump? Do you think that looks bad for you? Do you think it's they were trying to like shame her for for meeting with the president of the United States? And she was like, no, I don't think it's ever a bad thing. I we got to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. Like, right. why would that? be a negative <laughs> it's just, a, just i feel like they think that it's gonna affect their image a lot more than it's gonna yeah absolutely but but it hasn't because kanye's killing it i didn't like his last album as much as his other ones but i like a lot of his old stuff his yeah. in-between stuff's not that good in the new one i was just kind of like oh, okay well he uh, it was good i feel like he kind of stopped himself from being as creative as he usually is mm. I can't really say much. Rap's not my biggest, yeah. you know, forte. But I mean, I'll listen to some of it. Like his, old, like I said, his old stuff. Like what was mm-hmm. it? Like uh, what was what was that one that I really liked? Something to do with graduation. Yeah, graduation is the name of the album. That's okay. Well, that's the his, one. his first three albums were college themed. There was like uh, late registration. Uh huh. Graduation. Graduation. College dropout. Those I really liked. Yeah, those are dope. those were really good. I listened to those often. I didn't like Jesus the first time, but the more I play it, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. And Dark Twisted Fantasy, I, I like all his albums really. <laughs> Do you more of a rap fan? Yeah, I'm a huge Kanye fan. Okay. That's why. Yeah, I've been watching Kanye documentaries on YouTube. Oh, there you go. So yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's just like like a, like on on YouTube these days is just um what, what was it that you said about you know when somebody subscribes to one side or the other. Like I try to, that's why I like a lot of people give me shit because I, I post about Ben Shapiro a lot because mm-hmm. I like him. I like Ben Shapiro too. Um, but then at the same time, like, you know, he, I go, 
like the one thing that I do that I feel a lot of people don't, it's like they'll listen to whatever he says mm-hmm. and then they'll just take it at face value and they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, he's fucking wrong. Like whenever he's talking about somebody else, like Chris Matthews or whatever, mm-hmm. which I've tried to listen to Chris Matthews. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a f- – that dude, it feels like he's on cocaine 24-7. That name sounds familiar. Is he the the bald guy on CNN? Uh, he's one of the guys on, on there. Uh, but he just talks really weird, and, and he uh, Ben Shapiro does a really like funny Chris Matthews impersonation. Uh, his his impersonations are always oh, on point. God. Yeah, that's that's Chris Matthews. When he talks like Beto. Oh, my he's like, God. He's Beto. He's like, <laughs> I I'm got just, on my skateboard. And then I did a bong rip. Yeah, <laughs> dude. But whenever, but whenever he like the one thing that I do is like, okay, well, I'll listen to what Ben Shapiro says about Chris Matthews, and then I'll go and I'll find whatever it is that he mm-hmm. was talking about, and, yeah. and you know, watch that clip of Chris Matthews and yeah. see what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Well, funnily enough, now that you mentioned it, same thing with Beto. You know, I would go through and like I watched some of the some of the presidential debates and stuff like that, and then some of their talks. Yeah. With for as much as I watch, you know them, you'd think they would have converted me by now, but none of them have. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm a special case. I'm just saying there's a ton of people out there that aren't, you know, and researching it these days, and, and it sucks that I have to come back to it. But it's like one of those things where it's just like, you know, we're not. I don't feel like anybody's who's pro Trump is pro the other side because of how fucking crazy they are. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it is what it is. Like I'll, I'll call you know you gotta you know you gotta know when you call a spade a spade mm-hmm. and be honest about it. I'm like, especially when it comes to that. That's the issue, especially with the debates. Is like the moderate candidates are getting shunned, like Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew Yang, which right. he's not really moderate, but he's he's not as extreme. I feel like he's less establishment than everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. it's just like you're these they're catering to like a very small minority yeah. when they're like, oh well, we need to focus on trans rights and da 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 and this and that and it's just like yeah you're catering to like one percent of the whole population you're going right. as extreme as you can to oppose trump and it's like people in the middle i've got the, you've aren't got gonna vote for you yeah you've got nowhere to go when it comes to that <laughs> yeah but like you know like whenever uh for example bernie i used to be a bernie guy and then mm-hmm. i and then i actually wised up a little bit and started doing some research and then i was like okay well i don't like bernie at all and i watched him on the joe rogan podcast like i watched the whole thing mm-hmm and you know it 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 was nice listening to some of his points cuz he sounds like a he sounds like a maniac whenever you get him like five yeah. you know you give him a 5 minute clip as opposed to an hour and a half mm-hmm. and he actually starts making a little yeah. bit of sense but it's like whenever whenever you get him on the pedestal with everybody else yeah it's i mean it, and you just they they're all just going for that like 1 minute sound bite the wow fact like everyone's like you know everyone mm-hmm. likes bernie cuz he says oh, i wrote the damn bill i'm like oh he said damn oh shit yeah, he means business that's the thing i feel like elizabeth warren kamala harris all those people are just like there taking is. what bernie said and just turning it up to fucking yeah, 11 yeah taking what bernie said 3 years ago and just putting their own twist on it pretty much putting the the feminine twist on yeah. it and if you don't <laughs> and if you don't vote for them you're a fucking sexist the one thing i like about bernie i probably disagree with him on most things but i like the fact that he's like been exactly the same Right for like the past fifty years. Yeah, I mean, even he, though I disagree with it, he's consistent. Yeah, you got to give it to the guy, and he really believes in what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And you can't say that for ninety percent of politicians. So <laughs> I, I, I see, I can agree with that. that yeah. See, what's funny whenever you put it in that perspective, you're like, yeah, you can agree with it. But then you start looking at their policies and everything that they believe, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, and it sucks that I've been so in, like one of these, and it sucks that you know it's like politics, like it, it, it's like ingrained almost 
in like everyday life, but it just feels like, again, five years ago, I wouldn't have cared, but it's like these days, it's like ever since Trump took office, it's just like, it feels like you have to sort of, yeah, you have to have an understanding to know what the hell's going on. Cause like, I mean, if you're being ignorant about that and you're not paying attention to it and mm-hmm. you're like, you know what? I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh, do you ever listen to Tim pool at all? Have Tim you ever- pool. Is that the guy? Uh, he wears a beanie. Literally yeah, yeah, yeah. Every like that's how you know him. I like a lot of his tweets. Well, he's he leans he leans a little more left than anything else, mm-hmm. but it's 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 crazy whenever you see like him because he he was an adamant Tulsi Gabbard fan. Like mm-hmm. you, like this dude hit like Temple like he he's a big Tulsi fan. I, like, like, yeah, I watched him on Rogan a couple times. And, and I, I listen to like I, I watch his podcast as well. Okay, the, the, boom, there you go. There's another one. Tim Cast or Tim Pool. He's got I didn't two. know he had a podcast. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, but he has a podcast it as was, well. It was fun to listen to him go after the, the Twitter right. experts. Oh, that was a good who one. Couldn't answer any questions. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that was ridiculous. But I like him and it's it's they've got him defending Trump now on the stuff that he does because mm-hmm. it, And he doesn't even like Trump. No, he doesn't. He's just logical. He's, yeah. <laughs> It sounds uh, – how bad does that sound? It's like, you know, he uses sound logic and reasoning, and yeah. he doesn't like Trump, but he's defending Trump mm-hmm. because everyone that's going against him is being a fucking lunatic. Yeah, and that's the same with Shapiro. Like, at, for a conservative, he criticizes Trump a lot. Yeah, that was a lot of people who were like, oh, yeah. He didn't even vote for him. No, he didn't. Yeah, and, and it's like – But a lot of people <laughs> – yeah. see, but that's where the wheels start to turn. You, you, start, yeah. you start getting all these people that are like, oh, my God, he's just – you know he's all right and he's on the right and he's pro Trump and blah blah blah. I was like, okay, well he didn't vote for him. He yeah. criticizes him whenever mm-hmm. you know you're supposed to. The, the same could be said for a lot of people that are you know on his side. Like I've mm-hmm. seen, a, um, you know, take his take whatever actions he does and policies mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and they let him know. It's like, nah, it probably wasn't the right thing to do. But a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, not at all. <sighs> it's ridiculous, man. I don't know that that whole. I could talk about it forever. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, just yeah. The only reason why is just because I see it every day. Mm-hmm. Everyone sharing their sharing their uh, the posts and stuff mm-hmm. about what I, what he does wrong and about how big of an asshole he is. I'm like, and how <laughs> my favorite one, just real quick to to sort of finish this this little segment off. My favorite ones, all the white people going around. I was like, well, we gotta we gotta stick up for our for the brown and black people that they're trying to keep down. I was like, uh, mm. I'm full blooded Hispanic, <laughs> and I'm doing just fine. And you're yeah. not you're not speaking for me, Patrick Kagan. You yeah. fucking pussy. <laughs> like you don't you don't speak for me. That's the thing too. Is like the white people they feel obligated to like stick up for everyone else. Those are the, like, dude, just. Just be yourself. You don't have to be a spokesperson. Right. The white the, <laughs> like, the white people that have to apologize for other white people make me hate them. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, I hate them. That's I, awful. I hate them with everything that I have. I was like, oh, on behalf of all the white people, I'm so sorry. I'm like, shut up. I'm <laughs> a male feminist. Can I please have sex with you? Oh, jeez. Oh my god, dude. Oh. Like, like I have like goosebumps about how cringy that is, dude. That's how bad uh, it is. I'm like, you know, like you, you, you're not gonna get me on your side. That's hilarious. Bro. Like, maybe I, if I act extra pussy, girls will like me. Like, <laughs> isn't that the best? Isn't that the best, dude? Oh man. Uh, funnily, so yeah, let's get away from politics a little bit. Kind of. Um, my roommate, we just had a little like kind of. I want to say a conversation. It was like two or three sentences, but he was just like, okay, well, like, what would you consider a feminist or whatever? And I was like, dude, I'm. You know what's funny? It's like I'm down with feminism. You know, whatever, equal rights, blah blah blah, all that mm-hmm. good stuff, all the, all the first wave stuff. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Third wave feminism is a joke. I'm gonna say it. I've said it on. I've said it online, so it's not a big secret. Like I'm dropping a bombshell or anything. It's like no. It's like if you think that women are superior to men and all that bullshit, it's like you're mm-hmm. not a feminist. Yeah. 
I don't feel like you are. <laughs> uh, like uh, male feminists, y- you don't fucking exist. <laughs> get get it out of your head. You're just a feminist. Mm-hmm. You're not a male feminist. If you're a male feminist, that means that you're just trying to get laid. As controversial as that sounds, I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. And it's said, weird. And I've said it online before. So like I said, it's not like it's a big secret or anything. <laughs> And I'm all for it. I'm all for feminists. I'd like to consider yeah. myself a classical feminist or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know all about you know equal rights and all that bullshit. Yeah, for sure. I'm down. That's mm-hmm. fine. Go for it. Let's go. But then you get in the third wave, and I'm just like, nah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, uh, throwing around pussy blood and wearing vagina hats. I don't know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I just, uh, just oh, it's just, again, dude, goosebumps, man. Cringe, yeah, dude. Cringe. I hate it. There's uh, videos of this girl like throwing water on guys for like man man spreading man spreading that's what it was yeah well it was like wasn't it like bleach and water it was it was some kind of mix i think is what they like in this in the subway or the train like sorry we don't want to squeeze our nuts together yeah. <laughs> like uh and then they that same chick made that chair like the man spreading oh chair. did yeah, you see that, that shit's hilarious and the, what's yeah. his face is like okay well i forget who it was like, we should probably try to be more inclusive and he sat yeah. down in the chair and he's like okay i'm in pain <laughs> Like ah, oh, I, I wish didn't I, see that, but that's funny. Ah, oh, I wish I could remember what it was, but it was like somebody. It, it, I forget what news channel it was, but that's exactly what it was. That's exactly yeah. what happened. They made a chair and he sat in it, and mm-hmm. he, it was just like, okay, this hurts. And he was yeah. trying to be all like, like, why can't we sit comfortably? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that. Or mansplaining, like you can't <laughs> tell me what to do. You're a man. <laughs> You can't talk about abortions. Uh, I'm telling you, I could talk about this literally all day, and I hate that it's devolved to it, but fucking hey, it's just what it's been consuming for like the last couple of months, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I, I, I have to watch all the people that are just so, mm-hmm. I don't want to say indoctrinated, but I mean, it feels like it, fucking yeah. a, and and I think one of the things that a lot of people say is just like because they, they you know, everyone has to stick up for the for the minorities or whatever. I'm like. Both my parents immigrated from Mexico yeah. to California when they were young. And, you know, I'm a child of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And then I've been growing up, you know, luckily as a as a, an American. And mm-hmm. I've got, you know, everyone, you know, we've all got our citizenship and shit. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm sitting here watching everyone trying to stick up for the brown guys. Whenever it comes to Mexicans mm-hmm. being persecuted and shit, it's like, it's kind of like, I, I, I kind of see what they're saying, you know. Mm-hmm. Who was it that was like, okay, well, you know, 49 or whatever percentage of Mexicans they say build the wall too because they mm-hmm. they don't like illegal immigration. I fucking don't either. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'll, and again. They fucking going, hate <laughs> El Salvadorians. <laughs> like, how can you afford a $3,000, you know, trip from Brazil to Mexico mm-hmm. to just to go, you know, like if you're doing so bad? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That 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 whole deal gets me as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Duh. It's like, well, fuck drug trafficking, sex trafficking. Just open the borders. You know, that's like that's a real opinion. <laughs> it is, and that's terrifying. I was gonna say, like, uh, some of the, I mean, the Dems, they're saying it too. They're like, yeah. okay, well, you know, illegal immigrants get free health care. Mm-hmm. Which you get. I was told you could probably understand this better. Um, I don't know. I feel like someone. I don't remember who told me. But I know they were uh, allegedly. Um, if your parents are illegal immigrants, you get free college in California. Uh, see that I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't know either. But 
I was like, ever since I moved out of California, I'm like, fuck <laughs> that place, dude. I still have tons of friends, and obviously all my family that I yeah. have lives in California and Mexico and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm like, I don't know what the hell you guys are doing there yeah. still. Like, I mean, obviously they're established and they have lives mm-hmm. in there, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. But, there was also a big thing in California um, where if you were made under a certain amount and some level of poverty, um, Obama gave you a cell phone. They okay, call, yeah, They called them Obama phones. And I remember my dad was explaining that to me, and I was like, why don't they just like give them a sandwich? Like why right? would they? Why is it giving them phones? As opposed to a phone, why don't you give them like uh like a per diem or something? <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, no, I have no idea, dude. I think that's uh, that sounds like that sounds pretty factual. Yeah, I just like what what did they supposed to do with that? Like what? Like? like what? It's like okay, so you can't eat the cell phones. Like, I can gonna, tweet about how poor I am. Right? You're gonna call some. <laughs> like you're gonna call somebody for help. It's like, dude, can I have some food, please? Dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. Well, that's okay. Here, so here's a little tidbit for you. Since we're talking about California, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I moved back for the for like the three four months that I was like quote unquote living there because mm-hmm. I was living with my girlfriend. I couldn't find a job. Really? Like even at like a McDonald's. Really? Not even kidding. Like they were just overstaffed? Or? Yeah. No, they just I, we turned in. Like I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this like little Mexican lady threw away our freaking applications. But we would go to we apply. Where did I apply at? McDonald's. Carl's Jr. Because Carl's Jr. is actually good in California, and it sucks here. Um, I applied at Del Taco. Has I ever been to Del Taco? I haven't. I've heard about it. Oh, it's good stuff. Uh, a bunch of like all the fast food joints that were out there. And the same Mexican lady was at all of them. And she was like, no, probably no. <laughs> she actually worked there every I'm shift. Shred this different shift. <laughs> but uh, we applied, and I couldn't just couldn't find a job. Three months. Wow, that's and insane. I, and I took like uh, how much did I take? Like twenty five hundred dollars, and I blew through it in like a month. Damn. Yeah, like it was that it was gone. Like, oh, the things that I could do with 2500 bucks these days, dude. Yeah. Holy crap. Oh. But if you look at like the, the cost of a house in Texas versus uh, LA, yeah. it's insane. Well, it's like my dad. He sold whatever you know whatever he sold the house for, and we bought mm-hmm. our house in Hereford, evidently, from what I understand, cash. That's badass. I paid for. But, but that's um, why Texas is turning purple, because they're like, fuck all these property taxes. Yeah, everyone, yeah, there's a lot of people there. Like, I'm finally on that train because I, I moved I moved here before all that bullshit. I moved here, how long have I been in Texas? Since I was 16, so 14 years already. And this started happening recently mm. where all, like, there was there were some people from California moving into Texas back even back then. But it wasn't nearly as much as the amount of people that are moving today. Yeah, it's insane right now. It's bad. And I'm finally jumping on that wagon too. Of no, you guys stay the fuck over there. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I'm like I, how long? How long has it? How long would it be an official Texan? But I'm like I figure okay. I've been I've been in Texas ten years. I think that makes me like tier one Texan since I wasn't born here. And once I get it to fifteen years, I'll be like tier two. And then twenty years, I think I'll be like no, I'm from Texas. How, how many guns have you shot? Uh, okay, so I've shot a shotgun. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. You're what officially kind of, a Texan. Is that? Is yeah, that's that, all it takes. Is that what it does. <laughs> You have to eat steak and shoot guns. Uh, okay, well, I've eaten steak and shot. Oh, here. Okay, here. Here's one. Uh, I used to be in the FFA when I was in high school, and I was. Uh, I did. Did you ride a horse? I did. No, I didn't. Oh, uh, but that's I, the last thing you got to do. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, I've ridden a horse in Texas. Okay, you're good. Okay, well then there you go. So I think I've met all the parameters. Well, I, I was doing. I did dairy products, so I. I like tried out all the cheeses and drank the milk, mm-hmm. like even if it was rotten and stuff. So oh, I, we had to, yeah, we had to know the difference between that. And then I did speech. I memorized the the FFA creed, and I had to recite it in a meaningful manner nice. in front of judges. Was that before Napoleon Dynamite? That was. Did, was did they blindfold you? What was it? I don't remember what it was. I think it was before. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure awesome. it was before. I'm gonna have to Google it now, like, man. <laughs> this cow got into an onion patch. I, I want to say Napoleon Dynamite was like 2003. Was it? Okay, then it was after. Nice. I'm gonna have to. Oh God, Google it. <laughs> Google it while I talk about this because it's gonna kill me. See, there it is. Oh God, no. Am I googling your life or Napoleon Dynamite? Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. When I'm, did it? I'm just almost positive because I remember watching it on DVD in fourth grade. Just whenever the release. When, oh, oh four. Okay. Okay, oh four. Yeah. So we didn't move here until 2006. So yeah, it was after. That's and I, I think I think I may have made a joke about. It. I don't remember, but yeah, I remember doing dairy products and stuff like that. <laughs> to, like that, that's a thing, you know. You take the little sample and then you mm-hmm. try it out, and then yeah, and then California cows are illegal. So <laughs> are they really? No, I was about to say. I was like, what? But that's what they're pushing for. Is that like we have to end, we have to stop eating beef. We can't let cows fart anymore. What's that? What's that joke that Ron White did? He's like, it's like all the cow flatulence in the ozone. Yeah. What are you doing to help the environment? I'm eating the cows. <laughs> <laughs> like that's yeah. how I feel. I feel like that's a that's a pretty perfectly logical way to stop it. Yeah, eat so, them all. Yeah, <laughs> cows. My goodness, I don't know if that's all true or not. I didn't do any of the science, and neither did Me anybody either. talking about Me it. Either. So all they can do is speculate. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing that I really like on Facebook too. It's like, oh, where did you get your degree? The University of Facebook, or because you haven't yeah. done any of the research. You're not taxing my cows. <laughs> not in Texas, bitch. Yeah, I was saying, no, not that California shit that they do over there. They tax everything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. I'm, I'm never going back there again. I like Texas way too much. Yeah, it's awesome. I've had a lot of success out here. Hell yeah. A lot of it. And I freaking, oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that. I, I, when I was younger, I told my dad, I was like, why are we moving? Mm-hmm. And now these days, I'm like, I'm glad you moved us. Yeah, the only thing I know about San Bernardino was that couple... Who, I don't know what they shot up, but there was a mass shooting in San Bernardino. There was. Uh, that was whenever... Um, it was like a Middle Eastern couple going crazy. <laughs> what was that, like two... No. How long ago was that? Like a year or two ago? Or maybe more recent than I'd that? I'd have to Google it. Oh, man. You're going oh, to have to Google it, bro. <laughs> you have to Google it. But yes, it did. And then uh, uh, here's, a, here's a joke that Chris Porter does on his. Uh, he actually does a joke about being in San Bernardino in August. Mm-hmm. Where uh, it was a hundred and it was 118 degrees outside. That's that's true. That's how it was in the summer. That's terrifying. It was like 115 <laughs> to 118. Degrees. The last. Oh one. yeah, I was in I was in uh, Dinuba, which is like 30 minutes, 15 minutes from Fresno. Mm-hmm. It's where my family lives, and it was I I want to say it was like 105, 110. Yeah. And then it was like, and it's like that every day. The last week that I was in California, I can remember vividly. It was a hundred. I think the lowest that it was in like peak heat mm-hmm. was like a hundred and twelve. Yeah, George Lopez had those jokes about swimming in a trash can, and it makes perfect sense yeah. once you go there. You're like, For well, real. I would do that shit too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's no kidding. Yeah, the second the second that you would see any kind of frost, like it was a miracle. Mm-hmm. And then you would look up in the mountains, and it'd be snowy, but it would be up in the mountains. There mm-hmm. wasn't snowfall in San Bernardino until I moved out of there. Like two years after I moved out of San Bernardino, they had snowfall. They like shut down the school. Wow. They let people out mm-hmm. and play in the one inch of snow that fell <laughs> on the ground. And they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I was like, me, first first year living in Hereford, I went through like three blizzards. Oh, yeah. And it was, we were scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my God. And then all of our neighbors were just. It just, it sucks because it snows a lot here and like people don't get better at driving. Like, no, it's, well, what's it's that? Ridiculous. It's factual, is it not? Like, if, if it's not just regular daytime or just regular, like night, mm-hmm. they're fine. 
If it's daytime and it's any kind of change in weather, whether it be snow yeah. or something, some weird, crazy anomaly, mm-hmm. it goes out the window. It's like, I got to go 80 down this highway. <laughs> yeah. But it's snowing. There's three inches of rain. You know, whatever, whatever's happening is like, oh, uh, and they're like, okay, what does this button do? It's like, yeah. Oh, the, what do you mean? You mean the emergency brake? <laughs> like, uh, how, how do you make it go? You hit the pedal. You have to put it in drive first. <laughs> What the hell is going on with you? Oh, psychopaths. Uh, psychopaths everywhere. And I'm not exempt from that. I'm going to say it. Like, you know, everyone has their days. Hmm. You know, luckily I've never had a bad day in bad weather. So thank God for that. My goodness. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's get on to uh, your drumming. You uh, said you've been drumming for 11 years? Uh, it's going to be 14, 14. this year. Yeah, That's dude. Uh, so, yeah, I was going to say a little bit little bit of that because oh okay I, I have to do this before we move forward so neil pert r.i.p oh, yeah absolutely so neil pert i don't know if you saw my post or anything he like so there was a few reasons as to why i started drumming so and the the so let me start from the beginning and then get to where i am right now real quick because it's something that's like as opposed to like politics and all the bullshit that we've been talking about this is actually really like really important to me for a couple of reasons as you'll find out so the year before we moved, my mom, she was like, okay, well, I've got $1,000. You and your brother can get one one of the most whatever things that you guys have ever wanted to have. What do you want? So my brother got like, you know, like the beginner guitar set with like the little amp and, you know, like strings and the starter CD that showed you how to play like mm-hmm. basic chords and stuff. Yeah. And in my head, I wanted a bass. I was like, I want to learn how to play bass. That, that'd be cool. That'd be cool to do that. But for some reason, I was like, I want a drum set. Of course, it was in Spanish because... I speak Spanish Mm -hmm. and so does my, you know, Spanish is my first language. So I got, ended up getting a drum set. We went to Sam's club and bought like this cheap little $300, $300 drum set just to start. Oh yeah. Didn't really play it in California because whenever we played in California or whenever I played in California, I tried to, it was our house. And then there was like a brick wall and then apartment complex right behind it. Mm -hmm. And people would hear me playing and they would throw shit at our house. Damn. Like I'd go, behind like it's our house and then like a little patch of grass and then there's the fence or mm-hmm. the, the concrete wall and there'd be like candy and ice cream and like actual like big gulps and stuff mm-hmm. people would throw that at our house damn because they'd be like you suck and then that's hardcore throw it dude so like, I, I would, i'm 11 <laughs> it's, like, I'm, it's like i'm i'm trying to learn <laughs> but people would throw stuff at our house and so i would never play and then whenever we decided to move to texas I was thinking about throwing the drum set away because I was mm-hmm. like, what am I going to use this for? It's just been collecting dust in my room. But something in me told me to take it. I don't know if that was Jesus, which I'm hoping it was. Shout out, Jesus. Hey. But uh, I took it with me. And then uh, I set it up in my parents' garage where we moved in Hereford. Mm-hmm. And I would just like – like so the first couple of CDs that I played along because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I'm self-taught. I didn't. I don't know how to read music. Mm-hmm. I would grab my mom's like little boombox or whatever, and I'd play like Rage Against the Machine, Say Ocean, uh, what was it? What else? Jimmy Eat World. That's dope. I would listen to them a lot. Um, who else? This band called Acceptance. Like all the semi-alternative, like Thrice. I would listen to a lot of Thrice. I don't mm. know if you listen to them. I don't think I've heard of them. All right. Well, I've listened. I, I would play a lot to them. Just like easy stuff, like non, like stuff that you could play along to, mm-hmm. and I would just listen to it. And as it, as the song was playing, I would just play to it and mm-hmm. just sort of try to make it sound. Then that's how I learned. 
for because we moved at the beginning of the summer. So for three months, I mean, we didn't have school. I didn't have any friends. We just moved to Texas. So we could either watch movies, play video games, or I could play my drums. And I did a little bit of all of it. Um, and then in Hereford was when I started my first band. We were called Horizon. And it was my buddy at school who found out that I played drums and he played guitar. Uh, and then we got a bunch of buddies together. And then I eventually bought a double bass pedal and started learning harder stuff. And that's nice. how I progressed. So I would just... I and I, I was living with my parents for like the first five or six years that I lived in Texas. So every day in my parents' garage, just playing along to stuff. They never told you to shut up? Yeah, (laughs) they did. They did. But, and funnily enough, in those five, six years, we only had the, uh, the cops only showed up like twice. Hmm. Because my neighbors, they didn't care. Because of literal drumming? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) In in like years, they only came like twice. (laughs) I will say this though: the first show, the first metal show that we put on, had been the first metal show in like five, like ten years in Hereford. Mm-hmm. My across the street neighbors, Mister and Missus Spain, old couple, they were like in, they were well into their sixties or seventies. They showed up to the show, and they're oh, like, yeah. oh, they were just like little old lady and little old man, and they're like, we just want to come to support. Dude, you Mexicans guys. get down to some metal. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh man, it was great. You know what's funny? They were old white couple. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And. The, we were, you know, we kept up with them ever since. Like, I went to go see them a few times when mm-hmm. I went back. But, um, so, one of the biggest reasons why I'm glad I decided to start drumming was because, I mean, I was really underweight back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, six foot and I weighed, like, 135 pounds or something. Uh, I almost, like, died from, uh, what would you call it? Like, anorexia? You were anorexic? Or did you just like I was I was way I was like well under where I needed to be. You didn't want to eat? I just I couldn't like I, I so I went to Spain mm-hmm. uh when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Um and I'll pull up a picture here in a minute. So I went to Spain and I caught something that was going around in Spain, like like virus or I don't know what it was. Was it AIDS? It may have been. I'm, I'm convinced because nobody could tell me what the hell was wrong with me. So I was like I'm pretty sure they hadn't they were like, Okay, well it might be AIDS, it might not be. Who knows? But I caught it, and I was kind of chunky back in the day. But, yeah, see this? If you can see that picture there, that was me when I was 15 in Whoa. Spain. That's that was, you? Yeah. Dang. That was in uh, in the, one of the nude beaches in Spain. Oh, was, she's wearing a shirt, though. Yeah, I know, but that was, she's 15. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird if she was Yeah, that shirt. would be very weird. But so we went, and I caught something, and I got super sick, and then I came back, and I just started losing weight, and no one Damn. could tell me why. Tapeworm? It may, have, dude. It may have been like a crazy Spanish European tapeworm. Spanish AIDS, spades, bruh. It stupid ass doctors couldn't tell me. And you just told me in five seconds. What the They're hell? They're like, sorry, we don't speak Spanish. We can't diagnose you. <laughs> like we speak with a, we speak with a lisp. Vamos ir a España. But um, so I just started losing a ton of weight, and then I, growth spurt hit me at that time. Mm-hmm. So I just started losing more weight. So by the time I was like sixteen, I was like. Ah oh, man, I would dude. I was like, my arm was like, probably like you could see my bone, damn near. Like, damn. I was skinny. Um, and then I just kept losing weight and kept losing weight, and I couldn't stop. And I would, dude, I would eat like shit sometimes, but mostly I would eat at home, mm-hmm. whatever my mom would make. But I couldn't gain any weight at all. Man, like I used to have a six pack back in the day, but it wasn't because I worked out. It just was just because you were hungry. You, it was just, yeah, <laughs> I was like, my system was just cutting all my carbs for me. <laughs> but uh. I just kept losing weight and I kept getting sick and I was just sick all the time. Damn. I was just sick. And then finally I, you know, I took up drumming to occupy my time and then I discovered, Hey, there's Whataburger and beer. 
So I started gaining weight. Congratulations. Hey, I think that that's what that's what made me an honorary Texan right there. It's a Whataburger. Have you thought about going back to Spain? Oh, Catching AIDS again? Yes. And then yes, dropping. absolutely. I think <laughs> that's a that's a cheaper alternative than getting the weight loss surgery that everyone seems to be so crazy about. Screw this paleo diet, man. Yes. Yeah, screw the paleo, man. I need to go back to Spain and get catch the Spanish some, flu. Get that Spanish AIDS. Get that good old European plague going. <laughs> those, those AIDS <laughs> happening. Hey, it's happening in California. Fuck it. Yeah, black plague is, is back, man. It's like fucking retro now. Yeah, yeah, just go to San Francisco and grab some heroin needles. Yeah, I was gonna say just hang <laughs> hang out with a couple of them for a couple of days. But uh no, well I started well seize that i started drumming a lot and then that was really good for my health because dude all it is is just like a full cardio workout when you when mm-hmm. you play drums dude my freaking calves are like the strongest muscle on my entire body nice but uh i started doing that a lot and then i mean it just got it got me through just long story long it got me through a lot of tough times pretty much like if i didn't have drumming i don't know what the hell i would be doing um if i wasn't in bands and like getting ready for shows and mm-hmm. constantly buying like you know thank god um one thing about my drums that I really like is that back in the day, whenever I was started researching drums, I was like, I'm, I'm going to get a Spawn drum set. Spawn, most of their sets are all custom made. And I was like, one of these days, I'll have one, even though they're ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. And then at uh, Guitar Center, they had one that was like pretty good for like 1100 bucks, and I ended up just buying it. And that's is that just, a decent price for a drum set? Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, nice. for, the, for the brand, yeah, it was like criminally... In, insanely cheap so i'm guessing they're usually like 5k uh about like like the like for just for example the 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 one that i want right now that's like my dream drum set like if i had it i would never buy another drum set ever Mm -hmm. again in my life as long as i lived is probably about fifty five hundred dollars just for the shells just for the drums themselves nothing nothing else bucks and it's what is it the bass drum no snare and it's like four toms so for a bass drum and four toms it's five pieces it's like a thousand bucks each pretty much just think of it that way wow plus tax so a thousand bucks a drum but if i didn't have that i mean and if i hadn't moved to texas and learned how to play Mm -hmm. like i mean it's been it's been something that's kept me out of trouble first of all um something that's allowed me to like tour like i was telling you earlier Mm -hmm. i mean i've gotten to tour pretty much the entire east coast and that that's that was that was an adventure man just Jumping into it like a what was it like an F three fifty or whatever, and mm-hmm. we filled up the 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 truck bed with all of our gear, and then we had a hard top. Boom, we put it down and it fit perfectly. And it was just five dudes, and then we just went from place to place, and we got paid every time, and that's what paid for our gas and for our food. That's awesome. Um, and we always had a place to stay, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, I there's a lot of people around here that are like, oh fuck, I want to move to Colorado because they've got weed. I'm like, okay, have you ever been anywhere else? We've been to Oklahoma. And everywhere in Texas, I'm like, okay, so then your end game is Colorado because they sell weed and that's where you want to go. Yeah. And there's mountains too. There's so much more out there. Yeah. And you know, like I said, by the grace of God, I've been able to like travel Mm -hmm. and it's, it's been incredible. Are there any, uh, States that you would, uh, like move to Yeah, either Tennessee or West Virginia. Nice. Like Tennessee, that was the biggest show. Like it was just a crappy local band from Amarillo, Texas. Mm -hmm. And we go up acrossville, Tennessee. And I remember this as vividly as I can. Big, huge storage warehouse. Massive. There was like 500 kids that showed up to a local show. That's awesome. Just for the hell of it. Damn. And that was the biggest show that we played that tour. It was just like, like I probably, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know the number exactly, but it was like a big, huge, like it was bigger, like you could fit a freaking airplane in it. Wow. Probably. And it was damn near full. And just 
local bands, and then that's, us. That's insane. And so that was one of the biggest crowds that I've played. And then here, I think asking and this band called Asking Alexandria played, and there was a bunch of people that showed up. I feel like I've heard that Asking Alexandria. Yeah, they played with my favorite band, Vale of Maya, which they're my favorite band of all time, Vale of nice. Maya. And I've gotten open for them three times. That's another thing. Boom. That's legit. If I if I didn't have music, I would have never been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to meet their drummer. Their drummer, so here's let me tell you this uh, quick. Uh, whenever people ask you if you've ever been like starstruck. Like their drummer, uh, we went to go see them and uh, Unearth and this band uh, Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. We went to go see them in Lubbock, and me and my two brothers, we showed up at the venue like two hours early for some reason, and there was nobody there but the bands setting up. And we're walking by, and there's this big garage door open on the venue, and there's Sam Applebaum, the drummer for Vale Maya, and he sees me and he goes, "You come here," and I walk over to him, and he's like, "I know you." From somewhere. And I was like, yeah, we're from, I'm from Amarillo. It's like an hour and a half away from here. He's like, yeah, you play drums. You're uh and I was in Hornets versus Bees at the time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're in that, uh, you're in that Hornets band. Uh, and I was like, Hornets versus Bees. He's like, yeah, we've played with you before. And I was like, I just thought it was the craziest thing. This dude touring the world. Mm-hmm. And he recognizes me and he knows that I played drums because every time that they would go, like for example, the Asking Alexandria show, they played it. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, help me out with this. And I helped him bring his drums onto the stage mm-hmm. and it was just crazy like you know having one like the drummer for my favorite band yeah that's awesome and he's like i know who you are mm-hmm. and it was just like i was like oh my god that's that's insane that so i, fa- I fangirled like crazy that day oh yeah <sighs> but yeah do you ever uh are you still in contact with him oh. well i mean not personal contact but like i follow him on facebook mm-hmm. and you know instagram and stuff like that that's so cool and i've uh i've, I've commented on some of his pictures before and he's mm-hmm. replied back which is you know it's nice because you know he actually replies mm-hmm. back to his fans um and i've wanted to see them again ever since but i've just they haven't been around here because mm-hmm. they've blown up since then these you know back then it was what like seven eight years ago mm-hmm. they weren't as big as they are now so but your uh favorite place to play was tennessee oh yeah T- crossville tennessee was awesome that's cool uh out of that tour the big tour the the three venues that I can say that I really really liked was that one, and then uh, the show that we played in Pennsylvania. We played in a church, um, and it was funny because the band before us is <laughs> one of the, one of the funniest experiences ever. This band went up and they were like, "Thanks, shout out to the church for letting us play. This is our last song. This song is called Dirty Girls Make the Sheets Wet.'" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the "Bad part about that trip is that they killed a deer on their way to go get food." Mm. I was like, was oh. the car okay? I was like, yeah, I was gonna say the car was fine, but they That's killed. But they ended up killing Bambi. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, wow, you guys really feel bad about yourself. Bambi's mother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. uh, the dirty girls get the sheets wet. How was the, what was the response in the church? No, I don't think anyone really cared. They were down with it. They were just like, okay, cool, play your song. <laughs> and then we were on right after them. But everyone was cool. See, that's, that's hilarious. That's the stuff that I like, though. Everyone yeah. was just like, okay, whatever, play your song. It's all good. That's why we're here. It'd be funny if they all just like stood there and quietly. They just, and they were just, just like, all right, get, get out of our church now. <laughs> no, they were cool. They were cool. Like, it depends, uh, you go to different states, you meet different people, and you mm-hmm. realize that there's a lot more out there than you know going to Colorado and smoking weed every day because that's For what sure. everyone around here wants to do. Yeah, that's what everyone in Texas wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I mean, it sounds it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hyperbolic or whatever, but yeah. it's just like, Literally half, how half maybe is too big, but there's a, a vast majority of people that want to move to Colorado yeah. from here. I wonder what people in Colorado, what state they want to move to. Right. 
they're just like, okay, well, we're tired of Colorado. We're tired of the mountains. We're, we're going to Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. We're moving to Idaho. There's a lot of potatoes out there, I feel. That is funny. What's, uh, are there any states that uh, totally suck? Mm. Any place you went to? You're Minnesota. Like, <laughs> Fuck Minnesota. Okay? Let, let me tell you something. Let me. I'm passionate about my hatred for Minnesota. My little brother moved up there, and we had to go pick his little ass up, and it was 65-mile-an-hour mm. speed limit for like five or six hours. Mm. Two-lane. That's rough. I was just like <laughs> the entire way. I was just like, get me, the, get me, the, get me back to Texas, please. <laughs> get me back. Seventy-five miles. I was like, I was dreaming about seventy-five mm. mile an hour speed limit. That's how sad that is. Dude. No, I feel that every time I drive through New Mexico, I'm just like, oh, this sucks. Oh my goodness! It's like as soon as you like hit Oklahoma, the roads start getting shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love to o- turn around. <laughs> I like Oklahoma. We 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 played. We've played Tulsa all like. One of my favorite places to play is Tulsa. I've got mm-hmm. tons of buddies that live in Tulsa, but man, the roads going up there suck. Yeah, always. Oh my goodness, it's funny. But yeah, dude, I never want to go back to Minnesota <laughs> ever. <laughs> I, I, I will, if somebody pays me money to go to Minnesota, I'll tell them to mm-hmm. fuck off. Did the did the weather suck? It just wasn't. It wasn't a good place to go. Like uh-huh. wherever. Like maybe it was just because where we went. Because mm-hmm. uh, we picked up my little brother and the, the house that he lived at. I'm pretty sure somebody got axe murdered in there. Oh wow! Or something because it was like in the middle of nowhere, where the middle of nowhere goes to find the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and there was a house right there. Mm-hmm. I was like, why? There's there. You don't have a neighbor for hundreds of miles. You have to drive like 30 minutes to get to work. Did you see any Vikings? Oh, God, no. But that would, that would have been infinitely cooler to see. It was really windy, and it was dark, and it was cold, and I hated it. Hate Minnesota. Pretty sure that's where Patrick see Kagan it. lives. Pussy. Never been there. I need to go across the East Coast. Have you ever been? Have you, say, how, um, where all have you been? Uh, California, mm-hmm. Arizona, Mexico, Oklahoma, Colorado. Oh, so you've been to Mexico? No, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. The newer version. Fair enough. The less danky one. <laughs> um, that's about it. I think I've been in Nevada. So everywhere between here and Texas, pretty or here in California, yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much that whole side, that yeah. whole section. That's fair. I've been to say that's I mean, same we drove from California to here when we moved here. Mm. So I've been to every state between here and California and then East Coast whenever we went to tour. Nice. So yeah, there's been quite a bit of traveling in my life, which I feel it like gives me a better perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you you go places, you meet people, mm-hmm. and I've been to, I've been to Mexico twice, Spain. I've been to Europe. So most people I've never been out of Texas, and they're like, I I know more than you do. I've been to Germany. Have you really? Yeah, I went oh. with my grandmother. How was that? It was awesome. We went there for two weeks. We just looked at a shit ton of castles. <laughs> so that's what um, they, that's what we did. We went to go. Uh, we went to go see a bunch of like fancy Spain places where people just live. And they're like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, after you've seen like 10 castles, you're like, I get it. You guys are old. <laughs> yeah. It's like you go you go visit your fourth crazy cathedral and you're just mm. like, all right, well, there's a lot of Jesus going on around yeah. here. The Catholics. Architecture school. It sure. is. Oh, it's super cool. I like that. Yeah. Especially because like we started in like the 1600s, maybe. Mm-hmm. There was like a, yeah, Jamestown. There was a place before that, that colony that just disappeared randomly. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like 1500s, maybe. It was Jamestown, I think. It was uh, Renoke. Now I got to Google it. Anyway, <laughs> the point is we're very young. <laughs> when did you go to Germany, man? Uh, when I was 16. There you go. See so, you. yeah, I need to go back as an adult. Yeah, I want to go. See, I want to go back to, to, to Europe and hopefully not catch AIDS yeah. this time. That'd be nice. That would be nice. 
I've heard, I've heard Spain's a really beautiful place. It's really, dude. Oh, like the, the, just the dichotomy of how it is over there is just really mm-hmm. nice. Like, you know, we took siestas, you know, everything mm-hmm. shuts down from two to five. That's everyone, awesome. Everyone just goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I've, I've never had in my particular, obviously there's better places to get, you know, chocolate, but mm-hmm. I mean the, the most, cause uh, we went to this one place and they were serving churros and they would have like a cup, like a massive cup mm-hmm. and it was really wide and really deep and they would just fill it with like this special kind of chocolate mm-hmm. and you would just dip the churro in it and you would oh, eat it. That sounds amazing. And I've ne- like to this day that I can think of, cause there's been a lot of drinking since then. I don't think I've ever had like better chocolate. Like mm-hmm. melted chocolate. That's but, awesome. Like that's one of the things that I can remember vividly. Mm-hmm. All the food over there was awesome. Like it's different. Yeah, um, it's all like uh, different from how we like mass produce all our food and make it shitty. Uh-huh. And like from what I've heard, like it's over less, over it's in Europe, yeah. like the bread is so much better. It, it feel if it, it tastes like it's sweeter, even though they hadn't sweetened it. I don't know. Yeah, and it know. doesn't like feel like you ate a a brick when you're done eating over there. <laughs> yeah, you feel, it feels it just feels like it's more light. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's I've I, that's one of the things that I can remember vividly. Like just the some of the chocolate that they had out there was super good. That's awesome. And again, I know there's probably places that have it better, but in in my lifetime, I just haven't. Um, a bunch of the food out there was really good. We got to try like authentic sangria, nice. and that was wild for being 15 and drinking like 187,000 proof sangria or whatever the hell it was <laughs> Dude, you take one shot of it and you're drunk did you go on any gondolas is uh, that just in italy no i think that's just in italy Damn. there there might there might be in spain who knows we went through we were like one route that we took and it took like two and a half weeks mm. we got to visit a lot of cathedrals though we uh we did get to see the 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 spain countryside which was beautiful whenever we were on our way up to the mm. beaches and it was really nice we got to stay like in a, it looked like it looked like a scene out of The Hobbit or something. Nice. Did you see that dude from Assassin's Creed? Oh, uh, I feel I, like he'd just be walking around casually over there. I'm pretty sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I met somebody whose name was Ezio, but then I didn't pay him any mind, and then I was like, "Holy shit! I could have just gotten murdered." Yeah, you were lucky. <laughs> I was one of the lucky ones. It's because I knew how to speak Spanish. I'm pretty sure he's like, "Oh no, he's one of us." <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Just getting a group of like six or seven white people whenever we'd go to the restaurants, and then I would have to take everyone's order and tell it to the guy. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was fun. But not really. <laughs> I was always just like, awesome. I, I'm not even getting paid for this. <laughs> uh, do you have any like uh, like crazy stories like on tour, like while you're performing? Anything like anybody throw stuff at you? you uh, know, I did. Okay. Any uh, fight start? I no. I will say this: the craziest thing that happened to me was whenever we played in Dalhart, <laughs> and it wasn't even like far. We were playing at a church in Dalhart, and uh, this was whenever I was in Hornets versus Bees, and. Uh, I don't know if you know him. His name's Stanton Cold Iron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was playing bass for us at the time, and it was our last song that we played. And everyone was real rowdy, and we got to the last part of the song where we just played this really heavy breakdown. And then after that, the song's over, our set's over. Well, he sets his bass down. He turns around, looks at me, and then he spears me over my drum set. <laughs> for fun? Just, just for the hell of it. <laughs> I guess I don't know. There was we didn't plan it out. It wasn't anything that we had talked about previously. Like, All right, bro, you know it would be really cool if you would freaking tackle me over my drum set. Was he, was he laughing about it? Yeah. <laughs> That's just how he was back in the day. Like he was, just, he was just nuts with it. Like He would climb rafters and stuff like just for nice. fun. For fun. But yeah, I think that was like the one of the weirdest things that ever happened that, only, I could, that I can remember vividly. Yeah, just mm-hmm. getting speared over my drum set. I've only seen that guy on Facebook because yeah. his name on Facebook was Hot Plate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting 
nickname and yeah. then i found out his real name is cold iron i yeah. was like oh that's even funnier yeah that, that makes <laughs> sense yeah i was like yeah. there you go there's one but yeah i think that's the one of the things that sticks out to me the most is getting tackled over my drums that's legit there's been a lot of cool there's like not not crazy or weird or wild but just mm-hmm. a lot of cool moments you know like it, it's it's crazy being on you know like whenever you're on stage and you tell a joke and it hits and everyone just laughs their asses off oh yeah same thing with like us and we're, we're playing like something really heavy and then you just see the crowd going crazy and like doing circle pits and stuff like that that's like, dope same feeling dude like just like i mean i can i'm, I'm pretty sure you, you can imagine it because you're a performer mm-hmm. essentially i mean you tell a joke you tell your bit you go through your bit and then just big laugh big laugh everyone's vibing to it and everyone laughs that's it is awesome. Same feeling. Same. Best feeling ever. Mm-hmm. Just like knowing that your material hits and everyone, mm-hmm. everyone's vibing with it. Oh, yeah. That's the best way for it to, you know, good good vibrations all around. Oh, yeah. Good vibes, thoughts, and prayers <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, Unfortunately, goodness. I got to go into work soon. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to wrap it up. That'll work. Wrap up questions. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, I started a thing where I ask wrap-up questions. I stole them from two other podcasts and just combined them together. Mm. Um, so I'm just going to ask them. Actually, I want to ask a question before that. Next tour, do you plan on hitting the East Coast again, or do you know? Uh, I want to. Uh, mm. Real Okay, so just real quick. Next tour, I want it to be not in the States. Like I've already, I've already got it in my head that I want to go toward Japan. I was going to say go to Prague. I just like the way Prague sounds. I don't even know what's over there. Well, Europe would be cool, but I mean, yeah. it's just like I've been following uh, these um, like promotional pages or whatever that they book tours, mm-hmm. and it just feels like Japan's so accessible. There's yeah. like bands from like Brazil and South America and all sorts of places like Canada and whatever, mm-hmm. and they're all I'm following this page and they're all touring Japan. That's awesome. So I just feel like <sighs> next one I want to do it like. Regardless of whether it's my last one or not, I don't want to say that it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I'm gonna make it big, might as well. Yeah, absolutely. It always blows my mind seeing like bands and rappers and just going like overseas mm-hmm. and performing for these people, performing for these crowds, going crazy. And I'm like, do these people even understand what you're saying? Right. Like, <laughs> I feel like they do. You watch a bunch of like, for example, this this Japanese band that I follow called Sailing Before the Wind. Mm-hmm. They're like their vocalist is Japanese. Obviously, they're all Japanese, mm-hmm. but he, whenever they're on set, like he's speaking English or trying to. Obviously, it's a heavy accent. Yeah, but he's speak like he, you can hear him say, "We are sailing before the wind." This next song is called Four Rivers," but I mean, it's really with a heavy Japanese accent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's dope. So yeah, Japan. very cool, Japan. All right, what is your definition of success? Success is whenever you do something, you 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 find something that you want to do, you find something that you want to do, and you do it. Like like to me, I would think that I'm a like sort of my version. I think I'm a successful drummer, not the best, not the worst, not yeah. the not legendary like Neil Peart again. But I think I'm a successful drummer because I've wanted to do it. I've stuck with it, regardless of how much it costs, regardless of what boundary. Because I mean, obviously, you play the drums, you can't just stick it in a room, play it, and everyone's around you is going to be okay because it's a lot of shit. You can apply that to anything. You know, being a successful musician, successful comic, successful mm-hmm. business person, regardless of whatever it is that you're, that that's, you know, kind of holding you back or has the potential to hold you back, you're still going to continue to do it. Like a passion, that's how you become successful. Beautiful answer. Feels like that. Nice. That was great. Answer that right away, no hesitation. I dig it. <laughs> All right. Next question. If you could make everyone in the world do something for 30 days, 
Um, whatever you want them to do, they have to do it. Regardless of what it is, what would you make everyone do? Uh, probably have a better perspective uh, or a different perspective. Like, cause you know how we were talking about, okay, you subscribe to one trail of thought or the other, and then mm-hmm. you're stuck. A lot of people stay that way mm-hmm. for life. And they're just like, nope, I'm stuck in my ways, and I'm being stubborn about it, and they don't listen to anybody else's point of view. Why don't why why don't they take that time to be like, okay, well, you know what? This is the thought process that I subscribe to. Let me try the other one for thirty days and see where I get with, or see where I go, and then maybe you know, maybe the perspective will change. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll stay the same. Maybe those maybe that time will be like, okay, well, you know what? This makes more sense to me now that I've actually gotten the chance to to listen to it or whatever, or whether it be politics or music or whatever it is that you know people can do to listen to something somebody else's perspective. Or do something that they're not normally used to doing. Okay, that'd be pretty dope. Like so, just introduce people to things that they don't that they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Barring a special kind of you know like a, like a requirement or mm-hmm. whatever, be like, okay, well, you know what, I never do this. Okay, well, then you're gonna do this for thirty days, yeah. and you don't have a choice. That'd be pretty dope. It's kind of like that movie, Yes Man. Yeah, where he has to say yes, yes to, to everything. An old lady. Yeah, <laughs> he has to say yes to just driving this old man wherever he wants and giving him all his money. Mm. Yeah, you know, that'd be cool. You yeah. know, just to see what would happen, you know. Definitely. I mean, worst that, worst that can happen is they just go back to their old ways and they're just mm-hmm. like, "Okay, well, you know what? I tried it. It's not for me." Yeah. But it I feel like it'd be hard to to go back to the old ways, you know, cuz you have a new perspective. Mm. So it's like even if you do go back, you're a little bit different. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it could happen. You never know. For sure. If you could uh take a time machine to any point in your life, um past or future, uh, what age would you go to, and what would you tell yourself? Um, probably, I'd go back. Not first move to Texas, I feel. And because uh, the first couple of years, I was kind of down in the dumps. And you'd put your balls on your drum set. Oh, my goodness. No, I would, I would kill it. I would kill anybody. I would I would propriet that. And I'd be like, no, don't put your freaking balls on my drum set. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd probably just like try to cheer myself up a little more. Cause I was kind of like one of the reasons why I feel like I've, I've, I didn't do so well the first couple of years. Cause it was just me in my head. Cause I didn't know anybody mm-hmm. and I let that get to me a lot. And that's what affected my health back then as mm-hmm. well. And I it see. just made it worse. Yeah. So uh, positive encouragement, I guess yeah. that would be, that would probably be something that I would do for myself. It's nice. kind of a selfish thing to do. I'd probably yeah. might, <laughs> I wouldn't do anything like world shattering yeah. or life. I wouldn't help anybody. I wouldn't help. And I <laughs> fuck everybody else, man. <laughs> No, but like as far as that's concerned, I'd probably that that'd probably be the most important thing to me because I mean obviously you you're the only you that you're gonna have yeah. you know like I said you can help the entire world and then at the end of the day you're gonna drop dead yeah so that's awesome that'd probably do that you know go back and be like you know things are gonna be a little bit better than you think I dig it all right can you remember a time that you laughed the hardest uh, today <laughs> listening to Andrew Schultz dude or whatever his <laughs> name dude that bit was so funny yeah it's hilarious oh my it's, goodness it's extra funny because it like came out I want to say like less than a year before like Stephen Hawking passed really? away dude that bit like that he was he called him a puddle early, earlier was le- that was legitimate belly laughing dude <laughs> like dude I, that was the first time I'd ever I'd ever heard it no, that guy is super funny. Oh my! I, and all his stuff is on YouTube. I'm so. gonna look up more of his stuff now. Yeah, he's hilarious. That's he, that's legit. He did a whole um, 30 minutes just doing crowd work. Really? And it was hilarious. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to look that stuff up now. See, there you go. All it takes is just the one person showing you that that's, one. That's one of my heroes what, right now. Was that two and a half minutes? That's all yeah. it takes. Oh yeah. Great bit. Uh, it's the. Uh, there are no successful atheists. Look it up on YouTube. 
I can leave a link. I can play it at the end. Whatever. I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, anyway, last question. What do you think happens when you die? Um, dang it. There, there's the question right there, man. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, question. I'd like to believe that there's, you know, um, obviously, you know, you believe in heaven. There has to be a hell or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I'd like to believe that everyone, you know, gets gets to a uh, shoot. I don't know. I whenever I think about it, I'm just like, I want there to be something else. Yeah. I want there to be something better. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not necessarily like reincarnate back into this same place, but mm-hmm. maybe somewhere else. Maybe somewhere like, for example, you could wake up and planet Xenu. Who knows? You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Maybe not necessarily heaven. It very well could be. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that there is that there's something perfect beyond all this imperfection that we have here. Yeah. Which is obviously a, a little bit of my faith. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to think that it's that way for everybody. Yeah. You know, regardless of what you believe. Yeah, because it's tough to think about condemnation, you know. Yeah, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and be like, okay, well, you believe in heaven, there has to be a hell. That's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you know, your relationship with with your faith or lack mm-hmm. thereof is different than mine. Yeah, and I'd like to believe that there's something better for everybody on the other side. Whenever we, you know, leave the mortal shell, as 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 you would say, or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't want to be the one of those guys that's just like, okay, well, you know, you were a piece of shit all your life, so you get a piece of shit on the way out. No, I would, I would like, I'd like to think that there's redemption for everybody, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah, that's a good thought. I think I can agree with that for the I, most part. That's a really optimistic view of yeah. it, I guess. But, I mean, at the end of the day, who knows? Yeah. You, yeah, even even if – that's that's one thing that I've learned, just real quick to wrap it all up. That's one thing that I have learned in, in my walk with my faith. Even people that are devout Christians or whatever, they, they still ask questions. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Yeah. And that, they admit it. They're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I want to believe that there is, but yeah. if there's not, I mean – what are you going to do? You can't fight death. Yeah, that's true. But that's kind of that's that's the thought process that I that sort of subscribe to. Nobody knows. Yeah. It's it's one of those one of those, those great mysteries. I think it that's is. the billion dollar question is what that is. Maybe a trillion. Oh god. Just keep who, going. What's who knows? next? Who, hey, who knows what's going to happen in this Trump economy? Yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> maybe Bezos will become a trillionaire. <laughs> I really think Disney is going to take over the world. I I dude <laughs> Yes, it's going to happen. Real, real quick? Yeah, it definitely yeah. will. Disney is going to be like, you know, the Nazi party, basically, they're except gonna, more successful. They're going to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, right? With with more cute and cuddly figures. <laughs> with more princesses. <laughs> Hell yeah. They're just going to buy everything. They're like, yeah, I sold my soul to Disney. Eventually, Disney's <laughs> going to buy Amazon. Wait, or however that works. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, somehow. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. thanks for having on. Do you have any uh, final wrap-up questions? Anything you want to tell the people of the world? Uh, <sighs> people of Amarillo, because no one... I mean, I think people other places listen to me, but I don't know who they are. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, I mean, if, if I did have to say just one... All right. One one big thing. Mm-hmm. If I had to say, like, for example, like it's something that I was like super passionate about or uh, something that I like... Because there's a lot of hyperbole whenever a lot, you know, two people like, you know, for example, you and me, you know, we, you know, it, it was, it's nice, you know, talking a little bit serious, talking a little bit of bullshit. Mm-hmm. But if it's one of those things that you have to like, that you have to be like super passionate about or believe in with like all your heart and soul or whatever. If it's one of those things that I would say that I do, it's uh, being called a white supremacist was bullshit and Patrick Kagan, fuck <laughs> you, pussy. That's a beautiful wrap up. Beautiful wrap up. All right. Do you have a, a song you want to outro with? A song you like? Uh, your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now? Yes. Eye of God by Era. 
So just look up I of God. I. I thought you were like, I have God. I of God. Yeah. Era. With two R's. Yeah, two R's. Well, watch the reaction. That's funny. There's a reaction to like every every song. I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh, this looks like a DMT trip. That's one of my favorite songs. All right. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, world.